Dude. Dude, United and Arsenal are the same. They just run by clowns. They really are. This is Match Week. You are joined by myself, Artie Amini. We discuss everything soccer from the highs and the lows in the sporting week to the news that is relevant to you. Welcome back. You are listening Top of the Hour on WSC Upper Montclair. And this is Match Week. Este es Match Week. Guys, today in studio we finally have a returning guest who's been on a hiatus. Um, he has been here all summer. He's been having some fun, as others would say. Working. Or yeah, working. He's been working, guys. Uh, it is Dayon Bursack, guys. Let's give it Dayon. What's up, Dayon? We're back after the hiatus. I'm so glad I'm back. Thank you for having me back, Artie. No problem. Just don't forget the rules of the mic, Dayon. Have it right in front of your face, and don't speak to it on the side like Besmer. Yes. <laughs> and guys, we have a new guest here. First time on the show. He is a longtime Arsenal fan. I feel sorry for him. <laughs> He's a good guy. His soccer analysis is honestly on his point. I have to give him credit for it. It is Demetrios Rodriguez. Demetrios, how we doing? Thank you. I'm doing really well, man. Thank you for having me. Here's the thing. For the audience, we know Demetrios is like a European-based name, but then Rodriguez is obviously like a Hispanic-based name. Can you explain your origin for some of the audience who are a bit curious? You know, like, like Demetrios. Ah, where yeah, did that come from? Right. It's, um, my mother's Greek and my father's Puerto Rican. Called it. I- I called Ooh. the Puerto Rican part, right? Oh, you did? Part. Oh, it was, uh, oh, I was like, his name can't be Demetrius. He, he's not Greek. There's yeah, no way. Yeah, we really <laughs> There's no like, way. He was like, oh, he's going to be on the show with us today. I'm like, oh, Demetrius. He's like, wait, bro. That I'm like, yeah, I know. It's a total Greek name, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My mom wanted a Greek name because my last name was Rodriguez, and everyone has it. So she was like, you got to have fair. a Greek name. Yeah, yeah. it's fair. It's dope, it's dope, dude. Like, imagine, like, pull up to class, and it's like so many people. Like, like there's there's a decent amount of Hispanics with last name Rodriguez, like, Hamas Rodriguez, obviously, yeah. the most notable one. But, like, imagine pull up to class, and it's like, oh, Demetrios Rodriguez. Yeah, that's right. I'm different. What's good? Yeah, I always stick out all the time. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, there's been a lot happening this week. A lot from the Queen passing, RIP, rest in peace, Queen Lizzie, we love you, uh, to Thomas Tuchel getting sacked, to the Premier League games getting postponed and going on for next weekend, and also the Champions League coming back, guys. We've had a lot, a lot, a lot going on. Now, what are we thinking for the Premier League, guys? Well, with the long hiatus. Yeah, it needs to come back. Yeah, like, it, needs, I, it needs to come back, right? I'm tired of watching the Bundesliga, man. Uh, unfortunately, as, as a resident of Bayern Munich fan, I, I'm kind of bored already. Uh, Bundesliga only has, like, what, four good teams. The rest are, like, League One. I'm glad that you said four. People people sit no, there and I, think one. Well, you're no. saying, like, we, we always make fun of Dan and call it the Bayern Liga, but realistically, there's always, like, four good teams to watch in the in the Bundesliga. It's them, it's Bayern Munich, it's Dortmund, it's RB Leipzig sometimes, and... The other one is what? The Borussia Mönchengladbach. Yeah, that one. Well, it always like it always like goes in and out for the fourth team, right? Yeah. Because yeah. the fourth team, it's always like a Mönchengladbach, and then it goes to a Mainz out of nowhere, and then it goes to like Hanover '96, and then it goes to back to Mönchengladbach. Like it's the fourth team is always like a yo-yo club that just goes up and down. Now that fourth team's been um, Leverkusen. Yeah, Leverkusen. Yeah. I buy Leverkusen. Yeah, yeah, they've been good. Good academy. Yeah, they're always rotating in and out. Um, let's see, Premier League. Do we have it on this weekend? I pray we have it back this weekend. That's the thing. Uh, so, it, so supposedly, 
The first set of games back is on Friday, which is supposed to be Villa versus Southampton, and then Nottingham Forest versus Fulham. Saturday? Friday, Friday. Oh, Friday. Oops. So Friday, 3 o'clock. Uh, both games at 3 o'clock. So that means it's going to be an 8 o'clock kickoff over in England. Yeah. It's late. Yeah, it is late. It is late games, but I guess for Queen Lizzie, you know, let me know a little bit later. Um, here's the, what do we think about this Villa-Southampton game, guys? Uh, go Villa. Go Villa. But, like, Villa, like, here's the thing. There's only a three-point difference between the teams, right? Yeah. And it's very early in the season still. We're only six games in. But it's 17th versus 12th. And Southampton have had a solid season so far, like, a solid first few games so far. To the point where, like, uh, Man-, Man United, when they played again, I think this is the prime example of a game where Southampton are having a good season. When you have a Man United team that's, like, back in form, right, finally finding their footing, but then they're- Southampton's, like, being a menace, right? They're getting that upset against Chelsea and even against United. Like, it t- like legitimately, if it was Maguire in that back line, we conceded four goals against Southampton. Mm-hmm. Let's be perfectly honest yeah. right now. So both uh, both teams have uh, three injuries. Uh, yes. On Villa side, Diego Carlos. Did you even know that Den Dunker went to Aston Villa? Yeah, that was a deadline day transfer. Yeah, that, I, was, that was a deadline I had no day. clue of that. You see, Dan, mm-hmm. if you had listened to WMSC's special broadcast for I deadline I day, I don't even want to talk about that transfer. It got me so bad. We're supposed to get um, Diego Luis, and that's the reason why they bought um, yeah, yeah, yeah. from him, and then he didn't come, and it was just a whole big mess. And Matty Cash, and then on the other side, I didn't even know Caleta Char went to Southampton. Lavia I knew about, and Livermento's also injured, but Caleta Carr. Yeah, yeah, but Livermento's been injured, though, right? He has an ACL yeah, injury. he's been injured since, like, last season. Oof. Oh, yeah, yeah, but... Yeah, he got injured in January. Um, But even for Villa, I think the biggest injury they have right now is Matty Cash, someone who's been with the team for a few seasons or so, always been a solid right back. Switched nations, went from being an English, English national to Poland, to Poland Smart. bro. Smart. how you hear that? He's a Polish national. Come on, come on. <laughs> oh, man, oh, man. Uh, But, yeah, but Diego Carlos... Here's the thing, right? Diego Carlos had only like two or three games in the Prem and then got injured. So he's someone who's supposed to have um, a high expectance of like quality, someone who's supposed to help sure up that Aston Villa back line. And being injured with an Achilles tendon, he's not going to be back till February. Do we think Villa, like granted they already are struggling, they're in 17th right now. Do we think that the team as a whole is struggling or do we think that it's Steven Gerrard that's struggling? I think it's Steven G. Stevie G. Yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, here's I like to give like managers the benefit of the doubt, right? Be like, okay, hey, like uh, they need some time to like trust them. But in this case, it's like Steven Gerrard. He had that half season to adjust, and obviously, when you have other managers like Eddie Howe popping off with Newcastle, right? Um, but I mean, sort of both have the same amount of investments, right? Because Aston Villa got like a hundred million plus from Jack 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 Relish. There we go. My words are struggling. They also got a whole bunch of transfers in and out. Like, they've been solidifying that team. So, it's a matter of, like, is it the question of the manager or is it the question of the players? Well, I'll be honest with you. Even with Diego Carlos being out, they still have Ezri Konza. They still have Tyron Mings. They still have Callum Chambers. They still have Jan Bednarik. Yeah, but, dude, I'm nah. being honest right now. I, I Out of all those center backs, I only trust, like, Konza. Like, d- what about like, Mings? Mings nah, is a starter nah, for England. Nah, Mings. Nah, I don't even know why he's even in England, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I'd be mean, dead serious. He's not an England. Like, he's not a Premier League center back, to be perfectly honest. I think he was, like, an accountant, like, 10 years ago. No, <laughs> no, Tyler. I, I think I could have sworn they like, a 10-year oh, challenge. No, no, no. He was, was a, he, no, no, no he's, he's a youth product from Bournemouth. You're thinking of somebody else. I know exactly who you're thinking oh. of. I can't think of their name, but, nah, he is. He, he was from Bournemouth. Um, The thing is with Tyron Mings is that, like, he's, he's 
as unstable as Maguire, but he has better passing abilities, if you can get what I'm saying. He also has a brain, so give them that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, like Maguire, obviously. He wh- reads the game well. No, no, no. What, what's no, 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 what's, no, no, what's no, the character the other, the from? The other thing. He just ha- doesn't have a brain. No, no, no. Oh, what's the, what's, what's the character from Wizard of Oz I'm thinking of that doesn't have a brain? Is it a Scarecrow? Or is it the Tin Man? No, the Tin Man doesn't have a heart. The Tin Man doesn't have a heart. Yeah, the yeah, lion just has yeah, yeah, scarecrow, yeah right? Harry Maguire is literally the scarecrow from Wizard of Oz, bro. No brain, just does stuff, just to do stuff, bro. Nope, no laughs, guys. Let's see how it is. No, I'll just leave, guys. Okay, that's it. Match week's over. Thank you for coming on air and listening, guys. No. You, you, you could put the the little sound effect of put them. Ah, that that'll ah, sound effects too much. Um, no, but seriously, like um, Tyron Mings is not trustworthy enough because honestly. Villa's back line looked at their best when they were sort of playing a mix of a back five slash back three when they had House, um, Ezri Konsa, and they had Tuan Zebe in the center back pairings last season. Oh, Tuan Zebe. Yeah. And, then, and then because Dean Smith left, they got rid of Tuan Zebe, sent him back to United, then he went out on loan to Napoli. So it was sort of like bittersweet. And we thought Diego Carlos would fill in that role where you could have an Ezri Konsa a Diego Carlos, and maybe have him let Mings play a more progressive role on that side. So have him play with your... Um, oh, John McGinn. I was blanking on his name for a second. Um, mm. Let him play John McGinn up there, uh, push into the midfield. Him, Coutinho, uh, uh, what is it, uh, Diego Luis. Like, have him just join in that attack just because. Because he'll be a threat in the midfield and picking up the balls to this height. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that working, honestly. Uh, Bubakar Kamara also. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. He did, he went for the money. I, I feel like he went because he's being like a hundred twenty thousand a week. He could have yeah, went okay, to like yeah, team. okay, dude. United went in for him and they're offering him one hundred seventy five. Like, <laughs> I don't think the money was the case. I think he believed in the project because but you guys of also Steven United. Gerard. Okay, but, yeah, but dude, you guys overpay for everybody. Yeah, was kind of a mess. Yeah, yeah, but I was just saying the money. Okay, if we're talking about just money, just letting you guys know that United did offer more money. Just putting yeah, that no, out that's there. That's true, I know. But uh, but no, but the thing is with Bubakar Kamara is that it's a, it's an enticing project Aston Villa, be, I think solely because of Steven Gerrard and the money that he's seen spent by Villa. So it was sort of a, he thought it would work together. And Bubakar Kamara, I think, is a phenomenal sentiment. Like, he could, like, his quality, in my opinion, could rival a starting spot at City against Rodri. Like, that's how good I personally think he is. No, he Bubakar was good Kamara at over Rodri? I'm saying no. no he was he, good at no, I'm, say, I'm saying I'm saying like he's not above him. I'm saying he would fight for a spot if you know what I'm saying. I don't think so. I think Rodri has that hasn't beaten every single way. Rodri's been a starter. Well, I'm not I'm not saying that he's better than Rodri. I'm saying he goes up and he like sort of challenges that position. That's the point I'm trying to make. It, listen, if Calvin Phillips can't challenge Rodri for a position, what does that tell you? Yeah, but that's just ah, mate, don't even get me started on that because that's Calvin Phillips is a signing that I think Liverpool needed in the in the summer. Oh, yeah, their midfield. Liverpool needs lots of stuff. Yeah, they need yeah. lots of stuff. Okay, we'll, we'll go on to them in a bit because I want to do it game by game. But yeah, uh, Aston Villa Southampton is gonna be a fun game. If I am a neutral and I want to get into soccer, I would one hundred and ten percent tune into that game. That's yeah. gonna be a fun game. I agree. Uh, Nottingham Forest versus Fulham is basically Jay Lings versus Mitrovic, guys. It's going to be Fulham. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Fulham. Fulham. Yeah, Artie Mustafa, so how dare you not believe in the Mitrovic train? How dare you? I've yeah. been waiting for this day specifically. Yeah, how Dan, dare you? Every, every day, ever since Dan heard that on air, he's been texting me like, I might get my revenge one day back on air. I'm, it's I'm, crazy. I'm, I'm making vengeance. I'm making it clear. Just like just like everybody said, you don't have to believe in the Mitrovic. That's okay. But he's proven himself in the Prem. He's proven himself in the in the championship. He just needs a big club. That's it. 
if you give him a big club, you give him like you know maybe even a, a backup for Liverpool or something. But like I, th- that. I think Mitrovic also just needed time, dude, because when he made his first appearance in the Prem for Newcastle, no one assumed he was bad. Like he was, he was getting goals yeah. here and there. It was just, it was the time where Newcastle were at their poorest, that he was sort of suffering when they got relegated and everything. He, they got relegated. He left, went to a different club. That club got relegated. Yeah. <laughs> he he scored forty like forty goals in forty games. I thought it was forty two goals in the championship. Something like that. that he broke like Ivan Tony's season. record. Yeah, he broke Tony because Tony was at thirty eight. I think he got four more goals. Yeah, so he broke that, brought uh, Fulham back to the Premier League, and now is still on fire like he never left. Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't know because also Fulham's recruitment has been really really good, right? Like very smart. Like Andreas Pereira. I always thought he was a half-decent player, but I never thought he could be performing like how he is right now at Fulham, personally. I don't know if anyone else thinks like that as well. I think it's I because agree. of the pressure that, you know, when you're at a big club like Man U, yeah. I felt that pressure. That too, but I think also being at a club where you're sort of like the guy in a way, not like Mitrovic the guy, but like you're seen as like an important role, right? Like you're sort of seen as like one of the stars there. I'm pretty Fulham. sure Mitrovic is the guy for Fulham. Well, no, no, no. I'm saying like I'm not saying like the 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 guy, right? Because obviously I say it's Mitrovic. I'm saying being one of the headline stars there. Oh, okay. It's only so like as like as a group, like it's yeah, him yeah, yeah. and then it's, somebody it's else. Mitrovic, Pereira, and then who else is really like a headliner for them? Leno, Leno, Bert Leno. Ah, I mean, no, he's a good goalkeeper. He's a, no, he's a good goalie, but I'm, I'm not saying I'm saying like being a star of a <gasps> oh, team. Oh, the kid, uh, Musa Diop. From West Ham. Yeah, that's oh, right. Yeah, yeah. He swapped sides. Him, yeah. Yes. I, okay, also they brought in Kevin and Babu. But here is my question. I, ha- I have this argument with Besmir all the time. He's a USA national. Oh, I know what you're talking about. I'm proud Madeline? of Tim Ream. Oh. He is not good enough to be starting in the Premier League. I'm sorry, he's not. I personally, like... I don't know. Like, Tamarine's an old dude. He's like an old guard. That's from what I'm that saying. US well, the thing is, he's team. he's been playing in, in he's been playing in England, like just England in general, for like ten years. I think five out of those ten years has been in the Prem, and this is his fifth year back in the Premier League. So it's not like he's a horrendous center back. I think he still has a job to do in the World Cup. I just don't think where if you're a Fulham and you want to take your club to the next level, that Tim Ream is that guy that'll bring you to the next level. Yeah, but I think they keep him there because like he's been there. Oh so yeah, obviously long. for like, locker room, I, I yeah, think he's perfect for the locker room. One hundred percent, I agree with you on that part. Plus, in a back five, I think he's helpful too. If you have him, Shane Duffy, and Issa Diop, and then you have Anthony Robinson and Kevin Mbabu. Oh, next Jedi year. Robinson. <laughs> yeah, bro, you're you're chilling. I mean, plus they, I mean, Paulini has been looking clear as well, oh, dude. Yeah, so Ev- everyone so thought he was good. gonna need time to bet in. Nah, wow. dude, he's been in, he's and I perfect. love it. So good. That's what I'm saying. Him. Andreas Pereira, um, and even Mitrovic, like, and Daniel James, I he, the most disrespected footballer in world football is Daniel James. Leeds disrespected. Now he's at Fulham. He's starting. He's helping. The respect needs to be given. He should have never mm. left Manchester United. No, should never left. Should never left. I don't know. I think he's like a pace merchant. It's in not my much. opinion. He's no, a pace merchant. No, okay, he is, but. I think in a in a good way because he has very good off the ball movement, like he knows when to get in the right spots at the right time, when to sort of accelerate into space. Because the reason why we sort of did so well within that first season of Bruno getting into United was because okay, laugh all you want, there. I'm <laughs> laughing because there's something. I'm, I'm gonna say something afterwards. You're gonna do that. Okay, here's the thing. So, because the way how Daniel James would just like run down that either wing, 
cause problems, forcing sort of defenders to pull out a bit, create spaces that helps all the United players fill in those spaces there. Sort of like what Antony's doing now, what Sancho and Rashford are doing within the season. They're really spreading the width out, making gaps in the center center of the field, and whether it's Rashford cutting inside, filling in, or Alenga, or Antony, or Jaden Sancho, there's goals coming from there. And I think that Daniel James is a prime example of how you can make that work. Now make a joke, please. No, it's not a joke. It's just that you're completely wrong, but it's okay. I'm completely wrong. When you have someone like Dan James who who has blistering speed, you know, your guy's attack consisted of send the ball forward, Dan James is somewhere up there, he'll get to the ball, and hopefully he'll service it to one of the forwards. Yeah, but no, no, no. But the thing, the thing is is that... Like, Division three college soccer. Oh, get out of here, bro. <laughs> get out of here. Grab the ball, punt it you forward. Were, you were saying that we're playing kick and run soccer at the time. You no, were. Out, out. You were. Out of here, bro. Sixth place. Out of here. Yeah, we were second place when he was there. So, Daniel James. And then the fall from grace. Exactly, because he <laughs> left. Because he left the club. I'm saying this right now. Daniel James left the club. That's what happens. But no, but also bringing in... What do we think about them bringing in William, though? I, I know. I know. Like, for you, it's tough. For man. you, it's tough. Because like he, he says, old, old guard, old dude. Nah, man, he's a dumb. He's not going to... Yeah, he's he honestly, like, Besmer was like, yeah, William's a great time. Of course, ex-Chelsea player. Yeah, William's a great time. No. I, I, I just don't think that was a good move for you I guys. Think, I think anyone would have known that one season he was at Arsenal and how he played. Yeah, that, that My was thing is, is that if you have Harry Wilson and Bobby Reed, and you've also brought in Vinicius, why are you... Uh, not Vinicius Jr., the other Vinicius, the striker that went to Spurs and went out on loan. Oh. Yeah, yeah that Vinicius. If, if you have young players like this who are great out wide, why are you wasting money and time on William? Just as a backup. Yeah, but a backup. I'm not, without William... Last, last season got injured, so... Yeah, but listen really with, without William, they have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight winger options. And how many of them are good? It doesn't matter about being good. Exactly. William's not good enough in the Prem anymore. William, why do you think he left Arsenal? Has ex- William has experience. Okay, yeah, he has yeah, experience, but, experience but he doesn't work at Arsenal. Yeah, but think. here's the thing: his experience doesn't doesn't work anymore <laughs> yeah. when you don't have the legs behind you. He doesn't have the pace he used to have. He does have the dribbling aspect, but it, it, the big part of his game was his pace, dribbling in and out of small sides, being able to run on a dime, no problem. Now he's just struggling. If you have somebody like William who played Champions League, who played Europa League, it's good to have, especially for some yes, so for a I, team like Fulham. I agree, but it's not in William. The if last it, time Fulham were in the Europa there's, League there's was some when players, Clint Dempsey chipped Juventus. That was the last time. Yeah, but Clint Dempsey is also a long goaded. Time ago. Yeah, that was a long, that was long, a long time ago. That was a long time ago. So, but like I said, those two are going to be fun games. Now, for the Saturday lineup, we have. Wolves versus Man City, Brighton versus Crystal Palace got postponed. Don't know why. Uh, Newcastle versus Bournemouth, Tottenham versus Leicester. Okay, well, it's pretty obvious the first one City are winning comfortably. Yes, yeah, dude, Holland is inevitable. I, I dude, I, I thought Holland was gonna struggle this season. No, I really I, okay. Thought. I'm not gonna lie. On this show, we all knew Holland was gonna have a 20 plus goal season. We we called it from the get go. Yeah, I already knew that. That's that's. Well, yeah, it was we, made in the Bundesliga, so of course. Dude, he's dude we talked about it as soon as he was agreed to City. All of us were here. We were like, dude, minimum 17 goals from Holland. Minimum, and that's if he gets injured. He's guaranteed 20 plus goals. Yeah, I think he might be 30. He's a 10 right now. I must say he. Uh, yeah, if he, if he keeps up his form right now, he might. Beat the record because I think what Salah beat Henri's record. Yeah, I think he might beat Salah. I'm, I'm, I'm calling like to this year maybe 26, 27 goals. 
He's in, he's in the top there. Yeah. When but, you have somebody like KDB supplying you all the time, it, it's so easy. All you yeah, but that, that's there. what we're saying. We think we might be in the 30s this year, dude. Could be. Here's the If he keeps this up, obviously, if he scores two or three goals a game in a 38-game season... I don't think he's gonna get thirty this season just because he's new. He's still he he has the he's adapted I, good. Dude, but that's what I thought. But dude, ten goals in six games. Yeah, give it. But it's, it's also, also give it some more time because he did have like that injury exactly around like his ankle. But yeah, and stuff yeah. Around. But like I, we were discussing this on the show when he was first transferring to from Dortmund. A lot of the times last season, he was sort of looking like he was injured because he was worried about actually getting hurt for City. So, like, a lot of these, like, small knocks that footballers will play with and that, like, they're not too concerned about, he was taking it a bit more of an exaggerated route because he wanted to make sure he was in perfect health when he went to Man City. And now he, well, that's a good that's a good option for him. Now you can see he already has 10 goals in the Premier League, so. And it, it just started. Plus, off the bench, the Argentinian, Alvarez, looking okay. like. Look, he needs time to develop. Yeah, he, yeah, he does, but, like. He's he's that like sort of Gabby Jesus replacement in a way where he's playing through the middle if he needs to. He's playing out wide. Yeah, because he can play out wide and he can play. In the yeah, league. he's he a creative player and he and he's, he's a versatile plus plus he, plus he's been scoring goals. So you have to give credit where credit is due. Yeah, he got like two goals. Yeah, right now, yeah. That's more than some other players can say. Ne- that next Sergio Aguero question? Uh, Maybe if he keep, mm. if if he plays his cards right. Because Aguero's first year or so in the Prem, he wasn't really scoring. Obviously, he scored that. Aguero, like yeah, he's yeah, he's yeah. in the Matric intro for a region, but reason reason there we go. Can't speak today. Um, he's in the Matric intro for a reason, and he's the type of player where they need time to adjust to realize, oh, okay, I'm a smaller guy. These guys are physical. Here's how I'm gonna work in this league. Like it, it just takes time. He has big big shoes to fill, especially but, when it when it comes to Sergio Aguero. I, I think for I, I think for him, just let him play. Don't make it a. Don't make it a like, oh, he has to play like this person. Like we just have to leave. Yeah, it I agree. Being, you but know? then he's also gonna sit there and think, okay, so there was a former Argentinian here that was playing that has over two hundred plus goals, and I have to somewhat be better or equal him. So he's gonna be sitting there because he's definitely gonna be an idol for him, sitting there to have someone to learn by. So he's in the national team, right? Or uh, I think he's he, got, yeah, he, he is in the he national team. He has to get team. called up this time, right? He, yeah, he's. Mm-hmm. I, I personally. But it's think so that. tough for Argentina because they have Latoro Martinez, Paul Dybala, Lionel Messi. Uh, this is Di Maria's last World Cup, guaranteed. Yeah, one hundred percent. Probably might be Messi's as well. Oh, let's talk about. That. Okay, hold on. The most disrespected Argentinian player is Angel Di Maria, bro. Coming from you, Mister Man United. No, 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 no. You love him so much. No, oh, no, yeah, no. You guys it's, were terrible. You to guys him. were horrible. Dude, to him. okay. So first big. off, the city of Manchester was horrible to him. He got robbed. Was not the fans' fault. That was the city of Manchester's fault. Anyways, I'm saying because he goes from being at Real Madrid, being one of the, like, legitimately one of the best players there. Like, he was up there in form with Cristiano Ronaldo. He was absolutely sensational. Whoa, that's a very big. Dude, are you um, going to tell me that Anel Di Maria at Real Madrid was not a phenom? Yeah, he, he, nah, was he was good. Nasty. He, was nasty. he was nasty, he was nasty bro. But we're really talking good. about Di Maria, and then when you compare Di Maria to Ronaldo and Real Madrid, but, that's wild. But dude, bro. listen to this right now. That's wild. Do you does Noah remember that like sort of front three mix of well, front four? It was Di Maria behind Benzema, Ronaldo, and Bale, bro, for that one season before Hamas came in. That was absolutely yeah, he was, he nutty, was. nutty, bro. Yeah, but and then Hamas came in and forced him out because Carlo Ancelotti. 
Well, he didn't force him out. He just he, no, they forced him out. He was he wasn't playing anymore. They just gave like, him. The it, boot. Was, it was kind of like it was like with Ozil. Then Dimitri yeah, yeah, came. Yeah. Then Ozil left. Yeah, it, was, it was like a weird like, like when man. when when Ozil came in, Kaká was forced out. When Dimitri came in, Ozil, Ozil was, was forced out. out. And then when Hamas came in, Dimitri was forced out. Dimitri was forced out. But then now they've had no one that's replaced Thomas. Yeah. Well, no, but like, cause they they don't play sort of that way anymore with sort of a designated like, like creative creative cam that one person because it was always that midfield Modric. three yeah but Modric wasn't really like playing as a cam though Modric, the way Modric passes he plays like a cam oh yeah the way how he's passing That's everything yeah bro. of course everything he plays like a cam Modric yeah. is a cam but his designated I, I, position is yeah a but like yeah but the way how he's the way how they kind of play like team, a flat three right yeah they were yeah. flat three and all three of them were just rotating like one would cover for the other one would press up we see we saw I don't know if anyone remembers that one game of Napoli versus Real Madrid when Casemiro had that banger oh from outside the 18 yeah, oh, yeah. dude like yeah. that's just that just goes to show how much that midfield just rotates around right and then he left that midfield to join uh, Freddie McTominay <laughs> <laughs> hey 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 about the money hey dude you can make fun of it. Like, look, I'm the first person to make fun of McTominay, but until he has another bad game, I cannot say a single. It'll bad be word. soon. The thing that it'll be soon, like, but like, I can't say anything. I, he's not wrong though. He's de- he's definitely joined the best team in England. That's 100 percent without the fact. So. I don't, it's tough. Here's the thing. I'm worried because if if the because if Chelsea had kept Tuchel, and everything was going how it was going, I would have seen United, Spurs, and Arsenal finishing above Chelsea. But now, because of Graham Potter coming in, it's a whole different ball game. Yeah. Whole different ball game. I mean, here's the thing: do do we want to keep talking the games, or do do we want to talk about the elephant in the room? Like, do we think Tuchel was forced out too early? Well, I think City are going to beat Wolves, Newcastle are going to beat Bournemouth, and Tottenham are going to tie to Leicester. So Dan's not ready to leave yet. So let's keep going. <laughs> No, well, I just made it quick. <laughs> yeah, I just made it quick. Uh, and it's real quick for Sunday. Uh, United game postponed. Chelsea versus Liverpool postponed. Brentford versus Arsenal. That's going to be a great game, but sadly yeah. it's at 7 a.m. I'll, I mean, I'll here's be the thing. up sadly to watch Yeah, that yeah, yeah. That's, that's, <laughs> so those those are always the rough ones. But here's the thing. I feel like the fans got to start getting ready for the 7, 8 a.m. warm-ups because, you know, World Cup comes around 5 a.m. games, bro. 5 a.m. kickoffs. Oh. Can't wait. Can't wait. I'm ready. And maybe, you know, you'll be hearing us. Live while the games are happening. Who knows? Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Maybe this is like I said. This is this is not a call to action. Just if you want to stay tuned, maybe you know. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No call yeah. to actions. FCC, don't hurt me, please. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So then those two those two games were canceled, which would have been good games. And then yeah, there's only the elephant in the room. But also real quick, there is Arsenal women's versus Brighton women's. Arsenal women's. No comment. No. <laughs> Arsenal women's right. Arsenal women's and then Man United women versus Reading FC no comment Man, no comment. Man City oh. no no Reading 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 oh Reading Reading versus Man, Man United um Reading's not too bad have I'll you ever heard, Man United name one player from Reading name one player from Reading are you looking at the list no Maybe. I'm not <laughs> Dan didn't say how I, I need to find out the squad oh man it's Reading uh Rachel Rowe no clue who that is Chloe so. Peplo Mm-mm. Emma Harry's Taylor McDonald. That's easy. Tommy's yeah. sister. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well. Okay. Realistically, I think there's there's one important. The, the Man United women's, women's, women's lo- last game. I think one thirteen. No. Yeah. The Man United women's team is like goaded, bro. Goaded. One of the best players there, Jackie Gronin. You can't tell me otherwise. The Dutch midfielder. Is. She is, bro. She's insane, bro. I don't know who that nutty, is. nutty. So good. So good. 
<laughs> I mean, well, but then they, like that team's so good, but then they'll go against like the under 15s, and then the under 15s will like destroy the women's team. Nah, well, at least pause, I know pause, with, pause, the, pause. with the Premier League being postponed, and I know what Artie's been doing for the past week. No, I've always Man kept United's track. Women. No, I've always kept track of the women's team, dude, because they they also they also signed a whole bunch of Americans as well, which was fun to see. I already sat there and predicted the scoreline being like 20 to zero. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, come on. Let's address it right now. Thomas Tuchel, was it too early or was it was it the right timing? I'll say a little bit too early, but I think this all has to do with um, Todd. Todd, one hundred percent. I feel it, like it's I, a mix. Line I blame Bully. I think it's a mix of both. Because supposedly, from what reports have come out from personal statements of Thomas Tuchel and of Todd Bully, that. Bully was very involved with the management. He was very involved of like, hey, talk to me. What should we do? Here are some of my suggestions. Like, like of course, obviously, the Ronaldo rumor when it came around because Bully had mentioned it. Like, hey, is that really a possibility? And supposedly what's come out is that Tuchel was sort of like like snary in a way. I don't know how to explain it. it. No, no, no. It not, no he, he was, was obviously against it, but the way how he's against it, it was sort of like really like, sarcastic and like a bit rude in a way sort of like a like I'm better than you no better than all of you well technically he is well yeah like technically he does and like he has every right to explain it like that but I think when it comes to the like to management ownership you sort of can't be as blunt like that especially especially when you struggle in the beginning of the season it's it Todd Bowley cannot talk to Tuchel, uh, Tuchel if Tuchel won uh, Club World Cup, Champions League. So he, 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 yeah, but the Champions League, dude, I, I say this all the time. That was Tuchel taking what Lampard perfectly started and just emphasizing on it. That was none. That was not Tuchel football. I'm not Besmir, so. If yeah, I, if exactly. Like I give him a call, he can explain it to you. But. Yeah, but Besmir's going to explain it in a way where it's like, <clears throat> where it's like Chelsea propaganda, where it's like, wrong, Thomas Tuchel, best player in the world. You cannot tell me otherwise. Thomas Tuchel, great, great. You are underestimating him. But here's the thing. He'll go from, like, defending Thomas Tuchel to be like, yeah, Grand Potter in. Who cares about Tuchel, you know? He's the most, like, lopsided like Chelsea fans. A, a lot of Chelsea fans are like that. No, he's just, he's Which very, he's delusional. <laughs> like, uh, like, Artie Mustafa, even though he had a... No, that guy's delusional. No, no, okay. That even even though he had a uh, Mitrovic call, which wasn't unsure of, right? He's still a very rational Chelsea fan. Like, he won't be, like... He won't go to the lengths that Besmer goes of being like talking about Chelsea dominance and all this. But here's the thing with Grand Potter coming in though, he's bringing the whole staff with him from Brighton. Yeah. So it's not like it's just Grand Potter by himself. Well, I'm waiting for this to load because I have the details. If it can help me. No, he's bringing like the assistant, the goalkeeping coach. I think it's a complete. Like he's, he's bringing his whole coaching staff and he's bringing two of the head statisticians. From Brighton, which is that's how Todd Bully rolls, right? With his uh, was it? He Stat has guys, yeah. He has the LA Dodgers. Dodgers, yeah. He has the Dodgers, and Dodgers are a big like money ball type team, like with the stats and everything. I think bringing Grim Potter is probably the worst idea. No, yeah, but you also don't know managers, so I don't know why you're talking about. Yeah, I mean, if, you're, if you're gonna nah, make Grand fun Potter, of me, I think Grim Potter's gonna be a Listen, good, good idea, man. It's Chelsea. When you think of Chelsea, you think of top managers. You don't think Graham Potter out of yeah, all people Graham Potter would be sitting. 
as a first team manager. Yeah, but guess what? Yeah, but they're trying to build like a project over there. Nah, that's man. what I think. They, if they're building a project, they got the wrong guy. No, they did not have. You have the options. You have the options. Kidding me? Brian has been consistently well for like three. You have the options. Is it Don? You could have went. Anywhere with Brian's waiting for the French. Bro, what Grandpa's been doing, be able to do in the beginning of the season to have Brighton fourth place, a third, fourth place, dude. The season before got them up to ninth, their highest Premier League finish in history. That's fine. That that's fine, but still, you need somebody with experience. You 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 were talking about Chelsea, who are going into the Champions League. Yeah. Okay. The guy has no knowledge. I hear what you're saying about experience. experience. I I hear what you're saying about experience, but he's a man of one-off games. Nah, yes, he is, dude. Those one-off games against you're not playing. He he doesn't play City every single week in the Prem. He's always he's his team is always the underdog in the Premier League. Always they're the underdog. I'll give him till January until it says here we go. He's getting sacked. No, he's not getting no, sacked. He's not getting sacked. This is this is this is Todd's guy. No, yeah. yeah every every, every owner wants a guy. Yeah, the same guy that said Kevin De Bruyne and Mo Salah were part of Chelsea's youth academy. Come on now, man. Okay, well, <laughs> come on now, man. The guy has no clue about soccer. Man. Technically, De Bruyne was. Todd Bo- No, he wasn't. Technically, he was bought. No. But he was too old. And, Salah, and Salah did play like under Sa- Mourinho. Salah played under Mourinho, but they were not. They didn't come from Cobham. They didn't come no, they from didn't, nowhere but there. What, what I'm saying is that they were bought as youth. So, obviously, Bully could. Un- Here's the thing. Todd Bully's coming into a new sport, and he's trying his best. And also, you heard about those comments, like the whole all-star yeah. yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah, but, but here's the thing. You see? Todd, what he's doing, he's sort of being smart, though. He's bringing attention to him and the team. He's sort of, like, you know, he's doing what he does with the Dodgers. He's causing a ruckus. American he's bringing influence. in disbalance. He's bringing in some American influence and mixing it up. Because we're used to the Cronkies. We're used to the Glazers, who are American owners who we don't really prefer. And now we have Todd Bowley, who's trying to be different, who's trying to get involved, at least. The Glazers, we don't even see... Cronky likes to sit in his desk and not move anywhere, whereas Todd, Todd Bully is as involved as we can be. So we all have to all we have to do is give credit where credit is due. That's my opinion, man. I don't think Grand Potter's the man, but no, I think Grand Potter like Brighton just was missing like a gunman up front. They really like, were. Uh, like if they would have got like a number nine, a good like decent number nine, they probably would have been like Europa League at least like twice back to back. Yeah, I agree with you on that. That was that's been their biggest issue as a striker, and also being able to get Danny Welbeck. To look like a solid footballer, yeah. you're really gonna tell me that's not like an achievement on its own. Look what he did with Cucurella. Exactly, and, and Cucurella went to poor, oh. poor Billy Gilmore, bro. Billy Gilmore, Chelsea starlet, was seen as like the hottest thing on the scene. Goes out on loan. He's getting sold to Brighton so he can go play with Potter. Yeah, now he's and then Potter's leaving Brighton. So now he's trying to get his contract canceled, terminated. Yeah, because I feel like Potter would have definitely played him. 100%. Oh, 100%. 100%. Now that Potter's coming in, bro, there's going to be no Jorginho. It's going to be great, bro. I hope he, like, messes with that team and makes it, like, as good as it actually can be. And also, funny thing enough, they, they don't even have, like, a legit, like, number nine over there either. Yeah, that's the thing. They're Chelsea, probably going to play the same way as how Well, I mean, Chelsea played. has a Bamiang, but Aubameyang was brought in for oh. his connection with Tuchel, right? Tuchel, yeah, and then now he's gone. Yeah, so it's going to be... You saw how he played in Champions League? Yeah. Oh, he should have stayed at Barca. He really should have. Uh, the guy wanted to leave London for Spain, went to Spain, and then said, oh, never mind, I want to go back to London. He got, like, robbed, right? Like, they broke into his house? Yeah, they bro- he yeah. broke his jaw. Yeah. Speaking about that, Thomas Muller just got robbed yesterday. Yeah, oh, what's goodness. with all these football? Dude, hide your address is better. How do they find the address? I don't they, know. Well, you think people are just posting? 
no, no, there, no. there was a certain incidents between a, a musician yeah yeah no but like so. dude so it was sort of it was is it like on yellow pages is it like <laughs> phone book <laughs> phone book how, how, how do you know about thomas moore's address like I, I, also you know the people you can like wait outside you know people wait outside like the training grounds and take pictures you never know like they can just like oh, like a stalker in a way and all that stuff. what if it's like a media you, yo what if you what do if that, it's bro you're very weird no no listen to this what if what if it's like a media guy that's like one of the like photographers for like the athletic or something i'm not saying obviously athletic this is not like associated to you you were the first press i thought of because you're really highly regarded blah 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 but what if it's like one of those guys who are like n- newspaper photographers that just like follows them, but then like sells the addresses for money. You know how weird though you have to be to sit there and, and rob somebody. Like how down bad in life do you have to be to sit there? And you're and specifically rob... robbing like a, a football like, player. Like one player. Yeah. Like you're not robbing like Cristiano. You're robbing Thomas Muller. Thomas Muller ain't do nothing to nobody. Yeah, but like also they probably think like Muller's got like a whole bunch of like prize possessions and stuff they could steal. Thomas Muller. Thomas Muller. The only prize possession Muller has is his horses. I, I don't know, dude. The jer- actually, it. no, no, no. He, the player swaps with jerseys and stuff. Some of those jerseys he can go Leon for a Skaretsky lot of right money. There. He has Evans Golski right there. They're all just sitting there. Well, no, but even, even like swapping, like if you ha- if you have like an OG like Real Madrid Ronaldo kit, if you swap with him, that goes for high yeah, value in the resale market. You're, you're gonna sit there and look for jewelry first. You're gonna look at jewelry. Go all those, all yeah, but, yeah, but those kits, like yeah, I want this specific one. No, but no, but I'm not saying. I'm just not touching kits, anything but, else as long I'm, as it's the messy kit. I'm grabbing it. No, 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 no. I'm not saying just kits, but that's the that's the example I'm making. That with a footballer, it's a really dynamic, like sort of. Well, it's a dynamic ensemble they have in their homes. If you were to rob one person from that Byron squad, you'd probably rob Manuel Neuer. Why? Manuel Neuer has been there. He's 36. He's played with all the greats. I don't know. I just think don't rob anybody. How about this? PSA. Just don't yeah, rob. Don't rob, no don't rob anybody. Yeah. Live, li- live, live a good life. No, no, no. There's no if you were. <laughs> we are not suggesting any criminal activity here on Match Week or on WMSC. No. Uh, just plain and simple. But, yeah, Grand Potter, I think he's going to do very, very well. Um, it's sad that it's sad that uh, Tuchel was forced out. But maybe it was for the better because there just wasn't enough clicking going on. It felt like Tuchel was being like snary from reports. Yeah. Ill bully. I don't know. I, I feel like it was just Tuchel because the same thing happened when he was at Dortmund and the same thing yeah, happened but Dortmund, when he was at PSG. Dortmund was a bit different. It was that they were they were going a transition period of a whole new recruitment team of like whole new sporting directors and stuff and Tuchel just didn't fit the vision. PSG PS- suck. PSG, PSG, I is think. Like a let's weird be honest. Club. Let's like, be honest. I wish they did an all. They're for the nothing at they're PSG. the biggest club that are so horrible. Like that's a club that if they didn't have money, they'd be sitting sixteenth right now. In well, like, no, but like two. I feel, I feel like the money just changed their identity because before then, PSG were still obviously fighting for first place in 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 the league. One. PSG were amazing no, when they before, had Ibra, Vetsi. Uh, yeah, I don't know this season. This, this season, I'm I'm excited for PSG just because of Galtier. I know, like, you guys probably don't know who he is. No, but Galtier is from Lille. Nice yeah. manager or something like that? No, he was the little manager. real manager Lille. that won. He's, he, he's, a, he's the one guy to beat out PSG for a league gun. In, like, 10 years. Yeah, so it's like... And then left to join him? Well, no, he went to Nice. Later. Yeah, he went to Nice. He, he was at Nice. Was brought Nice back up to the top half of the table when Nice were struggling. After, after Vieira... First off, kudos to Vieira going from struggling horrendously with, like, N- NYCFC and Nice... To going all the way up and to the heights that he's at with Crystal Palace right now, I think kudos goes. No, nah, he's up. a good manager. I think he's a good manager. Big up to the Red Bulls. Big up to the Red Bulls. Yeah, exactly. Um, Arjun. <laughs> yeah, shout out to my brother Arjun working with the love Red Bulls. You, we gotta love the guy. 
Um, here's the thing, though. There's one other topic I sort of want to talk about within, like, managers and stuff. Who do we rank out of, like, the newer – if we're going to – not newer. I want to say outside of the top six. Of course, Grand Potter's out of that conversation now. How do we rank some of these, like, Premier League managers? Like, where would you, like, sort of rank them in, like – not best to worst, but like in trust of like how they've ran their teams. I have to search up Premier League managers, man. I know, I know some, but others. Is... There's Pep. There's Klopp. Well, Pep no, is the no best. top six though. Here's the thing: we're not doing top six. Oh, not top six. So Ten Hag's not allowed. Uh, Ten Hag, no Potter, no Arteta, no Conte, no Klopp. Okay, so first off. Pep is the best manager in the Premier League. That's hands down, hands down, without a doubt. Yeah, I think credit give credit credits to. Obviously, you can't win the league so dominantly if you're not that. Ralph Halsenhutl from Southampton. Here's the thing: I'm I, not gonna I lie. Well. I, I would rate Eddie Howe over Halsenhutl. I think just because we're talking about this season, or we're talking about like like almost like 10, 10 15 years back. Here, I I'm gonna say we're gonna do a within a two year span. Oh, okay. Um, so obviously, if a manager only has six to eight months, and there's another manager who has two years, and we see how they've placed, that's how we sort of run it. I say, I say, Guardiola is definitely. You top. can't. No, we're doing outside the top six. You can't talk about a single top six manager. Oh, outside top six, okay. Uh, Dave Moyes. Like yes, the way, David Moyes. The, the way he well, he went from Everton from ten years, and how he was considered like the chosen one. That too much pressure after. Did you Surfer see his interview Alex that came out? He said, "When I went to that United job, I didn't realize." How overconfident in myself that I was. Yeah, because he got picked by like Sir Alex. Sir Alex and yeah. then, like, his, he said, like, my ego was inflated. And I think I wasn't ready for how horrendous that club was going to be ran. Because nobody knew how much Sir Alex Ferguson was actually doing. Yeah, all those, a lot of those OG, like, guys, like him and, like, Wenger were, like, the last two, I think. Yeah. That we'll see, like, a manager being there for, like, 10. Ten to fifteen, and like running a project and, and like everything. hiding the cracks of like problems with the club, like yeah, because when it came to those two guys, they were, they were, they had the final say in everything. Yeah, but then here's the thing: David Moyes, watch this. He left Eddie Howe. Eddie Howe, I th- I think he has to be top of that list. I, I really I, I love Eddie Howe. I love. You think? In my opinion, it's Eddie Howe. It's Moyes. Then it is Vieira. No. I mean, no. What are you going no, no for? No, Vier, Vier, Thomas Vier Frank. Unreal. Tom, you're... Oh, uh, Bra- uh, actually, Brentford. no. Yeah, that's yeah, a good yeah, shout. That's a real good shout. Because they could have went down. They could have, dude. But he kept them up, and they're playing really well Ivan now. Tony's looking insane, too. Might get an England call-up for the World Cup, dude. He should have went to Man U. I think, that guy, I think he would have been Thomas good Frank? at Man No, no. Um, Ivan Tony? Tony? Yeah, I think he would have been good at Man If Ronaldo left, I would agree. Sean Dyche? Sean Dyche got relegated. Uh, I know, but when he was... You're saying in the span of two years. Yeah, but also we got to talk about current Premier League managers, right? So Scott Parker has managed in the Prem twice within two years with two different teams, and he's obviously garbage. I think he's he's only good for, like, championship. Like, he's I think he's good at promoting the team, yeah, and then once he, he gets up, you just got to get rid yeah. of him. Yeah. Alan Pardew? <laughs> no, but, like, legitimately, let's see. Look, so Bruno Lodge, I think, is, like, towards the bottom of the list. Um, Steve yeah, Cooper. I think Steve Cooper doesn't get enough recognition the Nottingham manager. Because what he was able to do in the championship to only have loans and like aging players yeah. to and get them to the playoffs and win, and then also just I love I just love how he develops youth talent because J- he turned James Gardner from being a like in and out academy main United player who probably won't see the light of day to it caused problems and uproar within the club that he was leaving. 
like to points of questioning Ten Hag that were allowing James Gardner to leave over like a McTominay and even a Fred. Isn't Dean Henderson over there? He's on loan as well. He's on loan. Yeah, he's he's a very good goalkeeper. Yeah. That's someone who I would trust to like sort of like be with Dean Henderson and Steve Cooper. But also like again, Ralph Hasenhutl. There's also Brendan Rogers. Ah, Brendan Rogers. Nah, Brendan Rogers. Dude. Leicester the Leicester this Leicester team looks the same as this um the Liverpool team because those first two seasons he was there. No, they got him up close. This Leicester team, Brendan Rogers benefited so much from having phenomenal scouting. That those first two seasons, the transfer the transfer windows they had for those two seasons were mental. Being able to bring in good players. Wesley Fofana, um, Yuri Tielemans. Who else? James Madison. James I, Madison. I, everyone forgets that James Madison is a very recent player in the Premier League. He's only it, it feels like he's been here for forever, but he hasn't really. Yeah, he went from Norwich, right? Yeah, yeah he came Norwich. from Norwich City. I mean, being able to bring in Inacho, Patsandaka, and then uh, Brandon Rogers. Patsandaka is the coldest celebration. <sighs> so good, bro. Backflip and... Oh man, dope, dope. But Brendan Rodgers, I think, is the one is the manager who ruined the chance of getting Leicester to that next level, because they're obviously a top. They have very good players in that team. Yeah, they're really they're obviously players. a top ten side in my opinion. But I just I don't I I've been saying it time and time again. And everyone doubts me. Brendan Rodgers is just not good enough. No, he's good enough to like build on a project and kind but, of, and then like leave after that. Dude, I I think I think Celtic is just his level. Like, I mean, Celtic's like. If Celtic were in the Premier League, I think they'll be like kind of mid to like low. Yeah, but I'm, that's what I'm saying. Him managing Celtic in the Scottish League, I think that's his level. I don't think he's any higher than that. Wow, it's a big statement. That's I, no, it's kind of like I think like he should just go because like this is becoming more of a constant he's track get record. Soon. Here's the thing: if he I'm to. if I'm Lester, I'm trying to pull Thomas Frank and his team out. That's what I'm trying to do. Because Brentford have such a great relationship with all the Danish teams. Like with FC Michelin and all of them, they work with their youth academies and they scout all over England. That's the thing, like teams like Brentford and Brighton, they do it right, man. Teams that start with a BR, <laughs> they do they do it right. No, Brentford, they 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 run football clubs like how football clubs should be ran, and it really agitates me when I see them and they do so well. And you look at the trash of like United, and I get really angry. But then I'm like, I can't talk bad right now because we're doing well. And also. You're listening top of the hour at the BMSC Upper Montclair. Now, thank you, thank you, thank you. Now, on to the Champions League, guys. Who do we think is going to be our top performers? Who's going to be overrated, underrated? Who's going to be top goal scorer? What are we thinking? Who's going to win it? So, which one do you want to start off with first? Let's go top goal scorer. I think that's a fun one. Erling Holland. Holland. I, yeah. Okay, well, like besides Holland, who's the other options? I think Holland's clear. It's gonna be obvious. Is it? Do we think Lewandowski? Do we think Mbappe? Maybe nah, because of those PSG. Guys, those guys well? are going to like maybe quarter. We had a whole conversation it. about Mbappe. Yeah, we. Uh, yeah, off air, it was not appropriate enough to have on air, but we did have an off air conversation about him. Um, I want to see who's the so top goal scorers right now is Lewandowski, Holland, and Mbappe. Three, two, and two, and Leroy Sané is up there right now in the discussion. And you want to talk about underrated ballers, Sonny has to be in that conversation. How yeah. about Richarlison with two goals already? His, his two goals came against, uh, what was I forgot it? what it was. It was some... Was it? No, it was in Porto. No, 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 no. no, no, no. Porto, I think. No, Sporting beat Tottenham the other day. Oh, who was it, man? Yeah, but guess what? It's it, it's more than Luis Diaz. It's more than Mohamed Salah. Marseille. 
Tell them to be more so, yeah. Yeah, that's one, yeah. The two headers, yeah. I mean, yeah, if credit credit's due. Sure. What other team? Victoria. Was it Victoria Pleasant? Pleasant? Yeah, they're getting destroyed. Yeah. I mean, they're going to be in the conference league by the end of this. Little do they know. So clubs like that, small clubs are only in the Champions League for money. But, like, okay, realistically, but, like, what do we think is, like, our, our underrated, so top goal score, we're thinking all Holland agreed, obviously, right? Mm-hmm. It's going to be a good time, fun time. Uh, Holland, I think, is going to go supernova. And then we have the likes of, like, who? Underrated? Like the Who's going to be an underrated team, do we think? Mm. AC Milan. Ajax. No, AC Milan. Shout out Art. AC Milan. Do we think? Do we think Leverkusen? No, no, it's not. no. It's not. I'm just or throwing out sporting, names. sporting, Listen, just because sporting, yeah, sporting just, just because they be Atletico Madrid does not mean. I mean that Group D group is that is the legitimate like group of death, right? Like no. that's that's unfortunate. We mean all of them are the same of death level. Is PSG, Juve, Benfica, and Maccabi Haifa. That is not the group, dude. You have Sporting, Tottenham, Frankfurt, Marseille. All would be considered top contenders of winning Europa League right there. Marseille, Tottenham, yeah. Who else you said? Tottenham, Frankfurt, Sporting. Frankfurt already won the Europa League. They lost Philip Kostic, so I don't think so. Yeah, yeah Philip Kostic yeah. went to Juventus. Yeah, that's the thing. Dan doesn't care about him anymore because Kostic's not there it's anymore. It's true. He was the leader of that team. Yeah, exactly. He leaves. What's going to happen? I mean, here's the We also got Dynamo, Zagreb, AC Milan, Salzburg, and Chelsea going crazy. I mean, so I think for underrated team, I think a good shout might be Dortmund, no? What, for to going to go deep? To go deep, underrated. I think... Yeah, but who does Dortmund... Who do they really have? I mean, I'm trying to think. I mean, they beat um Copenhagen, like that one team over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, they got Marco Reese that's over there. Unfortunately, what happened to um, Haller? Yeah, Haller Seb Haller yeah. with testicular cancer. We've, we've talked about him a lot on the show. Apologies. I think... If Dortmund, I think they might at, at, at maybe quarterfinals, round of 16 at best. For me, I think it's because of how insane their recruitment's been over the summer. Oh, they got Schlotterbeck. Yeah, they will. Schlotterbeck's insane. So here's the thing, right? I'm a, they got Nicholas Sule. They got Schlotterbeck. They got... Uh, no, no, Munio's already there. Yeah, Munio's already there. Uh, they brought in Modest, who's decent. Uh, they've also still got. They brought Adiemi, who was class. Oh yes! Oh, what an amazing baller! That's what I'm saying. Just kidding. I'm just kidding, bro. <laughs> got him. Now, Adiemi. He needs a little bit more time to develop because yeah. he's playing in that like farmer. Talking about over there. the shoe is right here, and you know who shoe is? Holland's. Yeah, but and no. the shoe after him, obviously, dude. Obviously, no, no one's gonna fill in Holland's shoes that fast. Like Holland's just Holland's like those generational players. Listen, right they there. also did bring in Daniel Mullen. Who they thought was gonna be like Adeyemi in terms of speed and this and that, but well, they nah. they brought they brought in Danielle because he was gonna work well with Holland of sort of. Also, I love Danielle. He should leave Dortmund though. Yeah, uh, he like he he he's I good at he's with like a good play. Fit over there. Uh, I think West Ham Danielle at Malin. I think he would fit phenomenal. He's sort of like that Mikel Antonio mold, but except he'll finish more. And I think he was at. Yeah, I think it was at Arsenal when he was like younger. I think at the academy. I think way younger. Yeah, you're yeah, right about yeah, that one. He left. Yeah. Who Adeyemi? No. No, 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 Daniel Malin, like no, no. Oh, yeah, yeah, back yeah, yeah, in the day. Yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. FIFA 12 type thing. Okay, guys, winners. Who thinks is going to win it? Bayern Munich. Bayern? Yeah. Good shout. Real. Real? Okay. 
I mean, here's the thing. They brought in Tushimeni, but they've lost Casemiro. They've lost, I mean, Isco, but, like, he obviously he was Real Madrid are t- technically the title contenders, but I like to mix it up a little bit. I'm just going to throw my team in there just because propaganda. Yeah, propaganda. Just like how Besmiro say his team, even though his teams are in shambles I think, right now. Um, AC Milan might be one of the sleepers, too. I think they might be. Well, I, 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 feel like, I, I, I feel like Real's a good shout now, especially with them bringing in Rudiger. So, like, it's not just David Alaba on the back with like, with a random center-back pairing. <clears throat> Send it back three. I'm telling you. I mean, because they probably they probably will go through at the back. Three four three. Yeah, I can see that happening. But also having a Tushimeni, a Kamavinga. Fal- Here's the this new guard of midfielders with Valverde, Tushimeni, and Kamavinga is absolutely disgusting. Disgusting. It's okay. Ah no, no it's disgusting. Yeah. Dan just Dan just to downplay everything. Listen, man, like, ah, it's yeah. definitely not better than Kimmich, Goretzka, and Muller. That's for sure. Yeah, but that that. Yeah, but I'm saying I'm saying mm. of a new guard, right? Of coming in new of guard, young yeah. players. Yeah, yeah Real, Real, yeah. Real is about to go through like a whole transition with like that whole eleven. Basically. Yeah, yeah, it's and then probably adding Mbappe after he decides to stop. France being. is boring, and I want to go score somewhere else. Well, here's the thing, right? I mean, I think also another team to talk about is AC Milan because they're coming off of a high of a Scudetto, right? Forza Rossi But the thing is that they're still gonna have Zlatan out for a bit. That's okay. There's Champions League experience. They have Leal, they have Rebic, they have that Giroud. new that new kid from um Yeah, Belgium. but oh yeah, but here's the thing, but Origi, Rebic, and Vatan oh, injured. Yeah, and Catalera. Yes. Tonali, um Sandro signed a new Junior Messias, I think, deserves a good shout. I Messias, like him. Yeah. Even that that new French kid Pierre Kalalu. Kalou, yeah, what, he's nice. What did I tell you? He's nice. Kalou what did I say? A center back. He's not a right what back. What did I say? It doesn't matter. He's, he's a center back. back. He's not. No, we 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 talked about his like good qualities on the show. We've said he's good, but Dan and I had an argument of what his position was. When he was in the youth, he played right back, but he. I feel like he was just put out there. I feel like he's more of a he was, center yeah. Back. He the, was way, a center. the way he like his position himself. was a right back. He tried out center back and excelled in that position as well. So he's he could play either or. Do I still think he belongs in the team season? Of course. Well, hold I on do. a second, but dude, they they have they have they just brought they also brought in Sergio Dest, dude, and I was so ang- like I I like AC Milan, like they have an affinity in my heart, but I was so angry because I wanted him to go to United so bad. Why? Because dude, we need a right back. No, you don't. Yes, we do. And Diego also, Dallas he, he played he played really well at Ajax. Yeah, but you, then- you can't rely on one right back all season. Well, that's your guys' fault. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Shut up, Dan. Elboard. No, also, man. you have you have you have Tamori. They have Teo Hernandez, um, that kid from Bordeaux. Um, yes, Yancy Yancy Aldi or something like that. No, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, he's he's good. He was from PSG. I remember him. I'm not gonna lie, no, <laughs> no clue. Here's the thing: my my prediction for their midfield three this season is gonna be Sandro Tonali, Benacer. Oh yeah, Ishmael. Remember he was at Arsenal too. Ishmael. Yeah, he bro, he looks different. At whoa, already he looks. I'm dinner first. Bro. Ah, he was at um, Empoli. I remember that. I remember yeah. Arsenal was, was was about to buy him back. And Poli? Then, no, Empoli. Em, Empoli. Empoli. Oh, Empoli. 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 Who's that? No, my bad. I, <laughs> you're good. <laughs> you're good. Don't worry. Don't worry. Dan yeah, likes um, to remember, pick fun. I remember oh, um, I was just they had a buyback clause for like $3 million for him, and then Emery was like, nah, we don't need him. And Yo, just, the report came out for United's buyback clause for Depay. Do you know what it was? No, a couple bags of chips. It's surprise. <laughs> it was it was thirteen million for from buying it back from like so. But right from before, Leon? yeah, right before he went to Barca, 
United had a buyback option. And they just sat there thinking, nah. Yeah, they were like, nah, let him go. Who cares? Nah. I'm like, dude. dude. United and Arsenal are the same. They just run by clowns. They really are. I mean, now with Ten Hag there. Here's the thing. I have to say that United-Arsenal game was a game of tactics, dude. Yeah, we they screwed up. Arteta screwed up with all those substitutions. But I don't, I don't think I don't think it was Arteta screw up. I think it was just Ten Hag getting in his head because they both have tactical prowess, and just honestly, just like with Ten Hag having more experience with that Ajax side. I was watching a stream on Twitch, right, mm-hmm. and there was a guy who was making fun of Anthony. Oh, Anthony hasn't done anything. He got the ball, didn't do anything. I know he and was gonna a score. A second later, literally after he finished that sentence, Anthony scored. scored and he goes, of course, <laughs> right after I said it. The, and he's speaking in English, yeah, so he's yeah. using slurs and stuff like that. He goes, ah, he, he scores. I'm I'm so pissed off. I'm so upset. He just kept going on a rant. Yeah. yeah. Now, it's, here's the thing. Anthony is someone who, if he was if he was in the Champions League this season, because, you know, United bottle drops. Mm-hmm. Um, if he was in the Champions League this season, I think he'd be, like, one of the, like, Starlets, like one of the outstanding players. I feel like you guys are going to be like the Jose Mourinho, Jose Mourinho type of team for this Europa League. I think if you go, you guys have um, a strong chance of winning it, especially yeah. this type of team. I, I feel like this time around, especially with the Ten Hag in charge, because if Ten Hag can make it to the semifinal with the Ajax team. If you guys do, even if you guys, I think, pretty sure get even to the final and you lose, I think you still have an automatic think, qualification uh, my, spot. My, my thing is, is that I would much rather have United focus on... The Prime? Europa League, I think. Yeah, I'd focus because, on dude, honestly, with with Spurs and Arsenal like flying high in the league, because because Antonio Conte just cannot thrive in the Champions League. He's, he's, he's more the, he's more of a domestic type exactly. Player. So like for them, they're probably gonna get top four. Arsenal, I think, is of course in contention. I think they if they I think they might just either get fourth. They they just have to be a yeah. Little but more I, th- I, th- I think you guys are gonna be top four though. I. I the the only worry for you guys is if Chelsea pops off with a Grand Potter. Oh, you're an Arsenal fan? Yeah. I'm so sorry, my brother. I made this joke when we came in, like the <laughs> I, when I first saw him. Dude, I I I didn't even see the patch. I saw the pink Adidas logo on his sweats. And I'm like, of course he's wearing the Arsenal sweats. Life right must now. be tough, man. Oh yeah, it's just. <sighs> but here's the thing. Here's the thing, and it's just. Oh my! I blinked so hard right there. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> here's the thing. And just sit there, just who is, the who's, the most, who's the most overrated team in the in the Champions League right now? Chelsea, not playing. Um, PSG. Period. You think PSG is overrated? Yes. Yeah, man. PSG, very, very PSG overrated. is a Hollywood team. Just like I said before, PSG without no money is M- Mbappe is like he's technically the sporting director now, and he, <laughs> exactly. and, he, and he can basically say like, yeah, we don't need him, we don't need this player anymore. Mbappe might as well just be the president of France. Yeah, because the president of France did call him to stay at the time. Are we sure like Barcelona is not overrated? I don't. I think they're gonna go to like maybe quarterfinal sixteen and gone. I don't think Xavi has enough experience. But like with within the av- like within the average footballing community, like they're seen as such a like a high starlet team right now because of who they were able to bring in. Just because they score against Cadiz, that doesn't mean that they're gonna come in here and just bang out the Champions League. This thing because like Barca has like the defensive depth, but. I mean, it's yeah, they so, got Jules Kunde. Well, they got Kunde. Kunde was sauced that whole game. <laughs> yeah, right sauced back. completely. Yeah, but they, they 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 have him playing right back, right? Yeah. Yeah, but how how do you have him play right back? He's bro? He's better. We're talking about Xavi here. Yeah, that's the thing. He's 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 he doesn't have like that pace. If I'm Barca, I play with a back three of Ray J. <laughs> <laughs> 
He makes his return. Of of uh, Arayo, uh, Kunde, and Christensen. Honestly, I don't like Christensen. He's, I feel like he's like a hit choice. I, love, <laughs> I dude, really don't like Christensen. I, 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 I like hit Christensen a lot in a back three. I would not trust him in a back two. I think in a back three, he, he he's like that guy who can get the ball out, who's really good with the ball at his feet and yeah, passing Yeah, he plays wise. in the middle of a back three. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's good for that. 100%. I agree with that. And then, I mean. I would have played with a back four. Because we have. I feel like that back wait. three for Barca would be Jules Conde, Eric, and um, Christensen. Here's the thing, because Bar- Barca's midfield, too, they're going to have Pedri. They're going to have Gavi. They're going to have mean Frankie. <laughs> Midri. Midri. He's not Midri. Very mid. He's Especially not the game mid, against bro. us, bro. He's very mid. He's he's young, dude. No, I think Gavi's better. Young and mid. Gavi, Gavi is better, but, way better you, than you, Pedri. but like, dude, these kids are young. I give him a break. Yeah, Pedri's nineteen and what you, Gavi's like eighteen. You, you know, yeah. You know how many times people have sat there and goes, they they went from Ansu Fati's better than this guy, and then Pedri's better than Ansu Fati, and now Gavi's better than Pedri, and then somebody well, no, else is gonna no, come no, in and is gonna be better no, than no, Gavi. No, it was no, 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 no. It was the other way around. Gavi was the youth guy. And then Fati and Pedri came in. Gavi's like, father also is PK. Bro, let's not talk about that on air, please. <laughs> um, here's the thing, right? Um, I think Barca's like, in my opinion, I think Barca's the overrated team. Nah, I'm still going with PSG. PSG, with that amount of money, those type of players, and you're not able to win one Champions League, at least for one season, it's horrible. But I think that's also just the manager choice because Tuchel got them to that final. But it was just the personalities were the problem wanting him out. And Pochettino, I, I don't believe he fits that type of outfit of but a club. They had so many star mm-hmm. managers. It's just Yeah, but you got to find the right one. It doesn't matter. What, the Champions League it does not was. matter what players you have. You have to find the right one. You have to find the one. Oh, it's hard. I don't think there's going to be the one the way how PSG is. I don't know. PSG is more of a brand. Dude, I'm not going to lie. Galtier, I mean, the way how he's organizing the team right now. He's a very good coach. No, he's he's a good coach, but way too early to tell what he could do. But I'm just saying, like, I'm saying maybe. Like, we just have to wait and see, right? Well, it's 100% that he's going to win, what's it called, uh, League One. Yeah, they always win League One. He already has a trophy. Yeah, he, yeah, he's yeah. gonna win that. That that's guaranteed. Yeah, that's I, here. But I, I I don't think he even cares about the league. And he wants that Champions League spot. I think now that's, that, that's where they got him. Yeah, Every, everybody wants that. Yeah, but like that's uh, what all the managers. Yeah, but, yeah, but here's the thing. Wanted. But yeah, they wanted it. But Galtier. Yeah, but listen. But Gal- Galtier went from being a league and outfit manager of only playing league and only having hopes of playing in the Champions League. To now having the tools he wants to maybe get there, and plus they got the new the sporting director from Monaco, yeah. Luis Campos, that like brought them that basically that team. Mbappe, Mbappe, Mbappe. Who else? Who else? Bernardo Silva, I remember was on that yeah, team. Yeah, yeah. And all that, all those guys are over there. Monaco. Yeah, remember yeah, that Monaco, Monaco team yeah, was Mbappe, Sidibe. That was a very good team. Uh, but it was Bakayoko when he was filthy. Back when he played. Back when he played. No, he's been playing no, AC Milan. He's, he's, he's playing AC Milan. He's good. Nah. He's not. He's not what he used to be. No, nah, Chelsea. But he's, Chelsea but ruined him. He's a solid <laughs> rotation player. Thanks, Besmir. Yeah, thanks, Besmir. Keep promoting Chelsea. Um, I'm trying to think, man, because PSG Bayern is just like Gone clear right now. No, they're clear, dude. Like, like Lewandowski left, and it's like nothing ever happened. Of course. Yeah, they got that new. What's that young kid? That French kid? They paid a lot of money for. Oh, like Matthias Tell. Yeah, yeah. That everyone's raving about. How old is he? Like, what, 17? He just got, like, his 17. first goal. Byron's youngest ever goal scorer. Dude. Well, I thought you were going to say youngster. I thought you were going to say Jamal Musiala. Right, Musiala, Musiala is going off yeah, this season. So, good. so saucy. Isn't he, like, 
Didn't he change like nations? Yeah, he was English. Yeah, he was English and then went to the German team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why not? Smart man. I mean, here's the thing, right? This is going to be a season where we're going to see Upamecano, Hernandez, Davies, DeLict, and Maserawi within the back line. Oh, delict. Yeah, he was supposed to go to Bayern before he went to Juve. I said this. Yeah. how many and times? I said he, he was supposed, I, he supposed to, go to go there, and then he yep. played that game with um, Ronaldo and Ronaldo. I was like, "Yo, come to Juve," and, and I think that was kind yeah. of like a not a good choice. Well, of course, when you when the best player in the world tells you to come over here, yeah, you're you gonna go. go, yeah. But I knew for his development, he should have went. He should went to Bayern. Went to Bayern 100%. I knew this 100. percent What do you guys think of this Ronaldo situation? I think it's good to keep him on the bench. I think. Because we're talking about like the best player of all time, right? That, like the go. Yeah. All time. Yeah, bro. Ronaldo. He's one of the best. No, oh, nah, who's better than him? Who's better than Ronaldo? Yeah. Pele Maradona? No, we don't know. <laughs> Dude. They they were playing against farmers and they have fixed stats. Okay. Who, whose fault is that? So it doesn't matter. We're we're talking about the game has the developed. The game has developed from when so people can say Messi. Yeah, but I, don't I think, feel like they're two, two totally Messi, different players. Like Messi's like natural. Messi's born. the more of a complete player. Ronaldo's, Ronaldo's your like natural goal scorer and hard work. Yes, I don't know, dude. I just think Ronaldo's if you're a hard working man and you know you don't have the talent, so you have to work your complete butt off. Then I but, agree. But legitimately, let, let's talk about this United situation, right? He's a 38 year old striker. If there's anybody else, you'd be like, who cares? But the fact that it's Cristiano Ronaldo, it, it brings a difference, you know. He was gonna go to City. I have a feeling he was gonna, like that. I think he was gonna go to City, and then they made I a whole big one. thing. And that that was, was like, that, 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 that that move made the most sense. It for him, it made the most sense. But he was never gonna do it. Here's the I feel like Ronaldo's issue was was that he kicked up such a, such a fuss in the like in the transfer window. I feel like if he had just gone to preseason, did his own thing, and didn't say a word, he probably would have had bitters coming in. Yeah, I think he should have just kept his mouth shut. Yeah, like Jorge Mendes was going all over Europe and like no team, not even Napoli, no, no one, one wanted him. him. His old club didn't even want him. Sporting didn't want him. Well, no, Sporting couldn't afford him. That was the problem. It, it took too long to figure out what the wages could be to bring Ronaldo back. Because yeah. they were thinking of maybe bringing Ronaldo back and offering him like future management, but Ronaldo, Ronaldo wants to keep playing just as much as Zlatan's still playing. Like Zlatan's 41. Like Ronaldo wants to beat out Zlatan. Yeah, but we're talking about Zlatan here. Yeah, Zlatan. Zlatan. You don't compare. You you don't compare gods to men. I understand. Yes. I know. I love Zlatan, but unlike Besmir, who says he hates. Yeah, him. like he hates his personality. But dude, he's a great footballer. Like, you can't hate. I the love guy. Zlatan. So I love Zlatan. Plus the way how he deals playing with like bro, a, the, torn ACL. Dude, thing. the way how he deals with media, I love it, dude. Like it's he perfect. doesn't take anybody's like shtick. It's great. But no, here's the thing, right? Cristiano Ronaldo, can't up too much of a fuss. I mean. It makes sense why he's being benched, right? We saw in the we saw when he played in the Europa League, he sort of took away a little bit of that dynamic that we've had in the front three lately. Like the way how everyone's been interchanging in and out of positions. Like you see Alenga, Rashford, and Sancho. Obviously, Martial's been injured, but we usually when it's those three, everyone's interchanging out of positions, switching left, switching right, constantly moving forward. It's a free flowing front line, which is I think. What always worked for Ten Hag at Ajax because when you had Dusan Tadic, right? Tadic was able to play left wing, go to the right, go to center, center forward, and even be in the mid. Yeah. yeah, and then he would have the help of, I mean, of course, recently it was Seb Haller, but before Seb Haller, he had the help of like Hakim Ziyech and all of them. Um, it's just, it's a tough situation because you have one of the best goal scorers to ever play on your team, but then you also have to do what's right for the team. 
I think it's like a catch twenty two because like commercially, Ronaldo, you can sell oh, all yeah. these tickets, all the tickets, all the merch, and everything. And also, like with his age, he's not like the same player he was at Real. Yeah, he's mostly like kind of like could be like a poacher in a weird way. He mostly stays within the box, and so like the goals will come in, and he will like head him in, or like he would he wouldn't do as much. But even but, with ben, Brentford, that kid, um, Aaron Hickey, like completely yeah. just bullied him that whole. But game. the thing is that like with Ronaldo, he's doing he's doing too much to try to get the ball. Like do you, there's times you see him play. And he's dropping all the way back for no re- no rhyme or reason, right? Which is really crazy. I mean, personally, Ronaldo, if Ronaldo just Ronaldo just has to just stop. Like when it comes to the team, Ronaldo has to sit there and just like you know, it's not it's not about you. It's never it's never about you, especially when you're in a club like Manchester United. It's all about the club. So if the, as long as the club is thriving, I personally think they yeah, need that's have to the be problem. Tough. With but the Glazers, all the bottom line right those, there. Those guys got to go. I don't know how people, like, I don't know how people still haven't kicked those guys out. I, I think it's hard because I think those are, like, billionaires. I understand you guys can't kick them out, but it's also, That's like, why. you know, billionaire. I don't even care if you have money, man. If you know I think you're they're just chilling in Miami. Team. I think they're out in Florida. I don't even really care. How many other teams they probably own? Multiple. Uh, billionaires. The Glazers. The Glazers. Oh, the, no. <sighs> Glazers, bro. Hate them. Hate them. Glazers out. Match week is official with the <laughs> match week official. Uh, match week is officially with the Glazer out movement. That's definitely agreements. But when it comes to, because here's the thing, right? If at first, I will say this: when it was first announced of Varane, Sancho, and Ronaldo, I was excited, right? Because you go from having a second place season, finishing second in the league. With an Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, you think like, oh, wow, maybe we can do even more this season. But the biggest issue with having Cristiano Ronaldo is that Cristiano Ronaldo is bigger than the footballing world, right? If we look at all the followers he has online, like being like up there with as like the top followed person in the world, or even when we talk about clubs in general, like... You can't have a player that's bigger than the club because then the club won't thrive, right? Because that's always how, like, a Manchester United has been, right? Manchester United, like, when, even when it came to, like, Rooney, when it came to Giggs, when it came to David Beckham or anybody, no one was bigger than the club. Even when Ronaldo was first there, Ronaldo wasn't bigger than Manchester United. Ronaldo was associated with Manchester United. So I think, like, even for an Arsenal, like, in order for a team to thrive, they can't have people that think that they're bigger than that club. That's what happened with Ozil. That's what happened with Aubameyang. Mm. That locker room. Man, oh man, oh man. How times are changing, guys. How times are changing. But here's the thing, right? Last, Not last week, two weeks ago, I had an Arsenal fan on here. His name was Kenny. And we were talking all things Arsenal. This was before, obviously, the arsenal versus United game. Kenny's a very weird fan. He He's Byron. He, he likes Dortmund. He likes Arsenal. Well, I mean, Arsenal's his favorite, but I think he just enjoys the Bundesliga in general. But what are your thoughts on Arsenal right now? Because I have high hopes for the team, especially bringing in a Zinchenko and bringing in a Gabby Jesus. Like, where do we see this going? For let, I'm, I'm sit here and let him take this one. They are they're too short in midfield. Well, here's my question: 100%. Should Zinchenko be playing in the midfield? Because that's why I think he should be. Because if you have the likes of a tyranny that can play left back really well, but I think it's the system that Arteta plays. He basically plays like that whole entire, like that same system at City does with the inverted 
right back, left back. And he tried to do that with the last game with um, Tierney. And Tierney was just not tactically up there doing it. He was, but my, th- my thing is, is that, like, why would you not just play a three at the back and have your fullback sort of play way higher in the field? I think he's just too stubborn on, like, Because you have you, you have Ben White, Saliba, Gabriel. So like, three good, very three good center backs. That's what I'm saying. And then you, ha- if you have like a Tomiyasu and a, Tier- uh, or a Kieran Tierney to the, the left and right of them, just to be able to do whatever they want, and you have a midfield of Zinchenko, Adrisa Ganagay, and Odegaard, then you start either a Martinelli or a Saka, or even here's the thing: you have Saka players like a right wing back, and you have a front two of Jesus and Martinelli. You're telling me you're not going to score goals? Play with a five three two. We all see that, but I don't think Arteta sees that. I think he's just very stubborn. I don't stubborn. know if we all see that. No, I, I see that. I, I feel like because I remember when he won the FA Cup, it was like a it was like a three four three. He was playing yeah. on a counter, basically. I remember that. But I mean, they're playing well now. I mean, they beat the five teams they were like supposed to beat. I knew going in against Man U, I was like, "Yo, we're gonna lose." Everyone was like, "No, no, no, no!" It, I was like, nah, I knew it was gonna lose. It was just because of the the momentum, dude. I think the momentum of everything going into it, like. Arsenal had good momentum, but United had like that starting momentum, right? Like when Arsenal won that first game of the season, they had that starting momentum that carried it into the rest of the team, like into the rest of the games. Where if United's fresh off of beating a Liverpool, that momentum is going to carry over to the next game, and that was just unfortunate for you guys. Yeah, that whole game they were just kicking the ball over us like the whole time. I <laughs> I lo- I lo- I'm sorry, dude. I love how just Dayan's like looking at me right now. He's like, "Yeah, who cares, guys? Arsenal United." No, I'm just in there, just listening, just trying to take in as much information. That he's I like, can. he's just vibing right now. Trying he's to like, sit yeah. there, play it around in my head, see how it looks, the formation, this, this, and that, and then I can give you a proper out- outlook on the situation. Well, here's my question: What do you guys, what do you guys think of like younger players like Martinelli, Alanga, Anthony, and all these guys, Bukayo Saka? What do we think of like these younger wingers that are coming into the game and getting more recognition? I mean, this is like the next wave, like the next generation that's coming in right now. I, I think Martinelli, they're, well, compared to what we say, Martinelli, Alanga, Saka, and who's the other? Oh, we have Anthony, we have Anthony, Rashford, yeah, Rashford, we have Rashford. Sancho. Even for other teams, you have Pulisic, Ziyech. For City, you have, there's no more Sterling at City, so now he's at Chelsea, but you have, who's the wingers for them? Grealish, Pulisic, you Pul- know he's always well, yeah. Uh, Mares, Phil Foden's been playing a lot on the wing. Am I the only person that noticed this lately? No, he is, yeah. No, he is. But like, I don't. I, I love like, I hate that he's a City player, but like I love when I, I love seeing Foden play through the middle. Yeah, City has like a lot of eights, but they play in like either left back, DM, like midfield, yeah, wings. It, it, it's just like Pep being like play basically playing FIFA career mode. Like I need you to play here because you have this attribute. Sorry, you know. I think the problem with Arsenal is they don't they don't attract big people. Not like they used to. Oh well, yeah, like because I I I well I've been out of Champions League. That's thing. I feel stuff. like if you win the pre- if Arsenal will buy any chance, so I don't think it's gonna happen in the next ten years. But if Arsenal will buy any chance, win the Premier League, I think they'll draw some attention of bigger players. And once they start drawing that attention to bigger players, then they'll be a more bigger and successful club. Yeah, hundred percent. It's just that recruitment has been terrible. We got like we bought Mustafi, that clown. Thank God Hector Bellerin's hey, gone. We don't disrespect Albanians on the show, okay? Well, he's Hector Greek. Bell- no, Mustafi is <laughs> he's Albanian. Greek. Mustafi is Albanian, bro. I know, but he's know. Greek. He's not Greek. 
He is Greek. He was born in Albania and he lived no, I'm in saying Germany. I'm Greek. Oh, I'm Greek. he's Greek. I'm uh, pointing at him. Yeah. Mustafi <laughs> next to me? Oh, I, I no, I, I no, but you were you were saying Mustafi. I'm like he, he's Albanian. No, like, I know he's no. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not talking about that. I'm just saying like as a player. Because but no, I'm just saying. But we don't disrespect Albanians on the show. You saw what happened to him in um. When he was on loan, what was that? What Schalke? And yeah. The whole, they they chased everyone off that bus, and Mustafi and um, Kalazanek were sprinting at like full speed. I laughed because they were sprinting at like at full speed to run away. But where's Mustafi now? Your countryman was running. Crazy. Yeah, crazy. My countryman would have sit there and started doing Brexit ball, and every single <laughs> fan probably got kicked oh, out the club. Oh man! Oh man! Oh man! Oh man! But no, I mean, I think this t- the top six is the most indecisive it'll be this season. I don't know about Liverpool. I think I don't, I don't know Liverpool. I, think Liverpool I, I Liverpool's only issue is the midfield, in my opinion. I think they can't mi- win that ball back, man. Because me. when you, when you have Henderson and Milner starting together, I just don't think Milner can even play in the Prem anymore. I'm sorry, he doesn't have the legs for it. Is he like what 35, 36 now? He's thirty six. Darwin Nunez, I don't know, man. Darwin Nunez, he started off with the red this card, man. dude. I think the red card just threw him off a lot. Like I don't know, man. not everyone. I don't, I don't think he's I getting like ten so, goals. Man. I'm. I, no, dude, not not, not everyone not, not not everyone can adjust to the league as easy as Holland can, right? Like even someone like a Jane Sancho needed a year. Like, I bet I bet my countryman is gonna get more goals than Darwin. Well, how before. long has Mitrovic been in the league, bro? Your countryman. We know Mitrovic's been there for how long, dude? Yeah, but we're also talking about Mitrovic and Darwin Nunez, who Darwin Nunez Liverpool paid a hundred mil for, and he's yet to score us. I think he scored one. Goal. And also, like that pressure of that money, he he knows like yeah, but dude, like he also million. had a three game suspension. Are we That's why I keep telling you guys stop paying over a hundred mil for for oh, a mid player. Oh, oh yeah, sorry, Dan. It's our choice. Yeah, it's oh our God. choice to pay money for that. Yeah, it's yeah the I'm board. sorry. It's, my bad. It's the no. board's fault. You sit there. The guy's a 76 non-rare gold in FIFA, man. And you guys are paying 100 mil for him? Are you kidding me? <laughs> nah, That's just, Benfica. They didn't want to. They probably didn't want to sell. They're like, you know, yeah. it was then at that mil. point, I would have been like, all right, fine, keep him. Go find somebody that you could pay 100 mil. I'm not gonna pay 100 mil for this. Yeah, guy. they did found somebody. It was Liverpool, bro. They found somebody. Yeah, that's that's Liverpool's fault. Sit there. Because what do you think? United didn't pay that money. They were like, no. You yeah, you guys just decided to who, play for. Who was United gonna get? Oh uh, my man, he's at Bologna now. He was. Um, Arnautovic. Or not? I remember no. that. No. Another serve. How you feel? Nah, he's doing good over there. In he Bologna. is. He's, he's a like, top like, scorer. Yeah, six, 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 six games, nah. six goals. Bro, I, when, when he when he when he when he he's at West Ham, right? No, yeah. no, no. He when he when he did that celebration with like the Serbian slash anti-Semitic celebrations, I didn't like him anymore. I was like, nah, no comment. No comment. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no comment. I can't, I can't Try say, me. I can't say nothing on that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> no comment. Try me. Um, no, but ah, I mean, here's the thing. I think the issue with the United's recruitment, I say this time and time again, was that how different each target was. Right, we went from Frankie to Rabiot. To Casemiro. Thank God they didn't get Rabio. But like, God. look out! So yeah, but get him. all I don't three. Know why they'd be looking at him? Listen, all three of those players were different players, right? Like there was no similarities to them. It's just One been, is good, the rest suck. No, you can't say Casemiro sucks, bro. I'm saying Casemiro's the best. Okay, look, you gotta understand. Look, I I think United was looking for midfield reinforcement, and no matter which way it was, because obviously Christian Eriksen's like replaced that Pogba role like stupendously. Like he's looking looking really good in there right now. Yeah, I agree. I, agree I also want to know like why McTominay is like, for like when he plays for Scotland, he's a defender, but then for Man United, he's a midfielder. That's because, what I, that's what I want. Because Scotland doesn't really have any good defenders. All they have is uh, Naismith. That's it. That's the only good center back. They he have. knows that. 
But also, God, just, poor this, McTominay. This, this, this there's me, no, like, there's no way he's starting in the midfield over. Um, you think any other top six club he's going to be in the midfield? He's not. He's, I don't think he would be in another. He knows that he has a a brainless fridge in the defense, so he has to be the brainless. I fridge say in the this midfield. time. No, no. I say this time and time again. I think McTominay will work so well for like a West Ham or a Brighton dude. He'd work anywhere else besides the Premier League. Like if Declan Rice leaves, you can probably Yeah, go that's what I'm there. saying. If, if Rice leaves, him and Susek in the midfield, I think would be entertaining. Because players thrive in different leagues. You well, also, I say France, this time and time again, he's Bundesliga. not a defender. Like, he's not a defensive midfielder. No, what is he? Bro, he's, he's not a creator, man. Not, what I, don't is know, he? I don't even know what no, he is. He's, he's, not a he, he he's is, just a midfielder. Listen, listen, listen. He is just a, a, a body in the midfield that likes to press. He doesn't have the best passing talents. He can shoot. He's, a, he's, he's got a shot on him. He's a decent shooter. I mean, he, he's, he scored a couple of good goals, guys. We can't forget this. Just he's a hard, I'll, I'll give it that he's a hard. He, he's a hard worker. He's a presser. That's the issue. But that's that, but, no, but that, that's the issue, though. You can't have Fred and McTominay yeah, in when both when, when both of them were just only press heavy players, like Fred. I mean, he actually he had a couple of clips last season. I don't know, did you guys? Does anyone remember that turn he had on Atletico? Oh my god, dude. <laughs> Like uh, I know it's Fred, but like, bro, same turn. That turn. No, he was he was like on like the goal line. I know. Like, I know exactly what you're talking about. Right, right by the byline, yeah. and then after the 90 minutes was done, he was kicked out of Champions League. Yeah, I know, I know. So you just rub it in, Dayan. I appreciate it. You know what? That'd be a joke. Dayan, Michael. No. Uh, no, no, no. That was that was good. That was good. But what do we see? Here's the thing with Graham Potter coming in now and with form starting to cement a bit, where do we see the Prem going? Um, I think it's going to be interesting because it has that um, that international gap. And October basically became like um, December. So yeah. I think it's going to get crammed in. And then you have to think about like, you know, players going to World Cup. And then there's thing because what is it? Back. There's going to be like what? Like a week and a half training camp before the World Cup. So the World Cup starts November 20th. So, so long. So, so what? Away. So November seventh is when they're gonna go to to training camp. So we basically have until. Let me look at my calendar real quick, just to clarify this information, so we don't spread false information. Uh, we have until if my calendar would like to load and tell me, yeah, the last footballing weekend is probably November fifth and the sixth, before the World Cup starts. I'm glad. Should it should come a little bit quicker. I'm tired of watching. Tired of watching the Premier League and all that. I just want to see how countries together work. Because you think because like this show is slowly going to go from being covering leagues and leagues to a whole bunch of World Cup involvement, where probably like middle of October we're going to be nonstop World Cup. Like it's going to be constant coverage, and. That's when really the propaganda. That's yeah, propaganda that's, comes yeah. that's, that's that's where the propaganda. That's Day, yeah. So you guys will see Dayon until uh, until Christmas time when he's back on the show. Dayon will sit here with a Serbia jersey every single day for Patrick. <laughs> yeah, he won't, he won't he won't even just watch. He'll have it hanging here. As soon as he comes to the studio, ready to go, put it on. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Go find a spot for it. Mm-hmm. Um, no, because uh, that's the thing, right? Like this, this that that two month period. It's gonna be so crazy because. We don't know if there's going to be injuries arising. We don't know yeah, if true. there's going to be changes in player personnel. Because think about it, as soon as the World Cup's done, the summer transfer window opens. I mean, the winter transfer window opens. Because you now usually it's like the World Cup effect for windows. How like if a player does well in the World Cup. Now it's going to be the winter. It's going to be the January window. That yeah, one month, that yeah. that January window. If there's one player that just goes off, that momentum will help even more because technically it's like middle of the season. 
like their body's sort of like already programmed to be playing that well throughout that time of the year. I can't wait for Harry Maguire to score like five headers and then him to be sold to like some French Okay, team. let's be real right now. Do we, wasn't he supposed to like go to Chelsea or like I think Barcelona? Was Chelsea wanted him. United. They could have, they could have, they didn't, they didn't want to do a swap deal. If Harry Maguire would have went to Barcelona and Frankie de Jong would have went to United. No, no, no. no. That, was a, no. that was a joke. No, the deal was that we'd give them Harry Maguire and pay them money to take him. <laughs> Just take him off our hands, please. Just take him off our hands. No, um, because here's the thing, right? Um, World Cup's coming because every single league is going to be affected, right? We're going to have the league in. Well, here's my question. Are are teams going to still try and play while all their players are gone on international duty? No. And if that's the case, I'm definitely not watching it. <laughs> There's no way. I think they, you they're, might see some people on the bench or even from the academy like get a, get a shot coming in. Or we're just going to have to watch a lot of WSL. I'm ready for it. Women's game is so entertaining right now, dude. At What's her name? Uh, Elisa Lehman for Aston Villa. Oh, that's um Luis's girlfriend. Yeah, Douglas Luis's girlfriend. That's, that's everyone's favorite um, women's player. Well, yeah, well, of course. She's a great striker, dude. Number seven. I mean, what? what why? Why are the reasons would you like her? She's a great player. I know. <laughs> well, Dan, why are you like, <laughs> like, really, like, for an audience who doesn't know right now, he's just like slugged in his seat, just like yeah, guys, totally. Because I'm pretty weird. sure, pretty sure the audience knows also what you're trying to say. What sarcasm. I'm just saying, we look sarcasm. It's a great team, great players. Plain and simple. The women's game is also gonna be. You're saying I'm really excited because what in that in in that winter we're gonna have NF we're gonna have NFL full swing, World Cup full swing. We're gonna have the women's game full swing. Um, I'm trying to think what other games we have going on right now. Um. Because we're also going to have NBA, right? We're going to have NBA for Christmas. Um, so it is the month of, like, sports. Like, November, December is going to be a sports swing. And it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a very good year, especially with also video games coming out. New video games. So. Okay, okay. This is this is this is, this is, this is, this is, this is a, a soccer show. This is a soccer show. I know you want to talk. I know. Just trust saying, me, Dan. The year of twenty twenty three is going to be a very good year. Oh yeah, like every month, all around. All there's so always going to be something going on. Yep. Within what whatever month we're in. Here's the, well, what do we where do we expect football to go post World Cup? Do we like do we think, I think there's some gonna, teams are going to take a dip? But like, do we think there's going to be a break? Like, because there's no way you're going to expect players to have 65 games within 30 days and expect them to go back to the full swing of the league. They're probably going to give them like maybe one week, two week, maybe even Because here's the because the Bundesliga, to the Bundesliga credit, they usually give like about two, like one and a half to two weeks of just off for the players. Like players don't have to worry about like League Cup games, they don't have to worry about training, nothing. They just get a week and a half off, two weeks. Just to get a breather and a break. Because especially in the Premier League, like I think this is the most undervalued thing. In the Prem, you don't only have one competition. You have the Premier League, the FA Cup, the you Carabao have Cup. Carabao Cup. I mean, granted it's a it's a lesser trophy. It's still a trophy you have to contend for, right? You also have if you're a European club I think a, they should get rid of the Carabao Cup, how like France got rid of that like that other competition. Yeah, but like France got rid of that other competition because no one was watching it. It's plain and simple. No one really cared about Coupe it. Coupe de France. Coupe, Coupe de, de France. France. Um, now, I mean, and also, like, if you're if you're a high level club, you're gonna be challenging for the Europa League. You're gonna be challenging for the Champions League. And if you're a, a if, middle a middle club, you're gonna be challenging for Conference League. Yeah, and even the Conference League now too. It's like, I I think there's an issue of too many games in such a small span for footballers because now they won't be able to have time to like heal, rest, and recover. 
because now it's the expectation of how they're gonna like I wouldn't say play but like the expectation of how they're gonna proceed because now we've seen in the modern game injuries just accruing more and more and more and more like I think that's just down to the fact of how often these games are being played I think it also has to do with like the high press also and not being not using your subs yeah that's true some players sit there and they need a sub because they know they're going to get injured if they continue to play on. Managers sit there and say play on, and then when they get injured, they get upset. I mean, that was actually that was actually the point for use your subs, man. I I I hate to get back to United again before, but this is probably be the last time for it. Um, a lot of reports came out about Rashford and Martial about how Ole didn't really take care of the players, how he was making them play through injuries, and how we saw like that big dip in form with. Martial and with Rashford because they were recovering from injury. They just they weren't vetted back in right, and how they sort of had like off seasons. But Mar- then now, Martial always had a dip in form. Now he didn't always have a dip in form. He always he 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 had a lot of like hills. He had a lot of ups and downs. But he didn't have. I think a he's dip. a good striker though. Yeah, hundred percent. But like, dude, in preseason we saw the potential that this team has with having Martial on that front line with. Instead of having Alenga, it could be Anthony Martial interchanging in those three different positions in the front line, like nonstop, and also introducing an Anthony. Like, uh, it's gonna be a fun time to watch how that team develops. Like, even just as a neutral, because like people want to make the memes about Anthony a hundred million, right? Like, that you, I would pay a hundred million for Anthony on hundred. Yeah, but like. The issue with Anthony though is that I explain this. He's only a hundred million because you're paying. You're not only paying for the player. You're paying for the fact that you took Ajax's manager, you took all of their assistants, you took their star center back, and now if you want to take their star player, you're gonna need to give them a lot more money so that way they can at least have a season to rebuild. Because I think United in total has given them 170 million this transfer window. Yeah, and that's. That's gonna do them really well, January window and for the summer. I mean, <laughs> what if it was like a low key like a money laundering scheme? Like you know, like you know, it was just like <laughs> if you guys sign Alvaro Morata in the January, it's wraps, bro. It's over if, if we sign Morata, it's one hundred percent money. So like Demetrius, we've 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 concocted this conspiracy that Alvaro Morata only makes transfers to clubs so the clubs can money launder to each other. When have you ever seen Alvaro Morata go yeah, to true. not a top six club in any? Because think about mm, it, he's because he, yeah, he's, he's not even that good. Because dude, he's always gone for like four, 30, 40, 50 million every time. Yeah, no matter what, it's always around that same. Yeah, price, always yeah. around that number, bro. For a loan, for a loan with to well, Juventus, yeah, yeah, but, yeah, but, to yeah, go yeah, to Chelsea for, for a loan with option to buy, and like they they charge like a ten mil loan fee somehow every time for Morata. Or if he has a really good manager. I mean, not manager, agent. Agent. Uh, just imagine it's been like the agent money laundering this whole time. But like, yeah, totally. He's worth fifty million, guys. Wink, wink. He's been padding his stats. <laughs> Stat padding. That's someone who I'm. I'm still confused how he's still in the game. Alvaro Morata should have been gone after Chelsea. He could not hit the back of the net if it saved Dude, his life. Dude, yeah, Chelsea had a, had a number nine since since God or something. Yo, you want to hear the joke? The joke has been nonstop. Everyone's like, tell Holland to go to Chelsea. Wear that number nine shirt and see if he can score a goal. Because <laughs> that number nine shirt for Chelsea is just cursed. I'm pretty sure it's not. Yeah, I think it is. Ferran Tor- oh, no, uh, Torres, when he was at... Yeah, um, Fer- Fernando the w- Torres. The, w- the way he was playing at Liverpool to go to Chelsea. And how yeah, but that was, that was also post-ACL injury. I feel like that's tough on him. And he still won a Champions League with that Chelsea team. Yeah, but then 
He's like he's like jacked up now. Like, oh, he's like, he's dude. like a bodybuilder now. He's sauced up right now. I'm like I look at him and I feel like inferior about myself. I'm like, yo, like well, watch a couple anime videos and see what happens. <laughs> what you calling, man? <laughs> yeah, but that's watching that's, Attack yeah, on like, Titan and stuff. Yeah, like but that. dude, like he he looks like an anime character. Like he, you know you know what Fernando Torres looks like right now? He has like that body figure of like Captain America, bro. Yeah, like huge. completely built, like looks Captain lean. America in the first Winter Soldier. It was like he was training yeah. with the Byron. Like when he got injected, like he was ass. training with the Byron team. Like he just like dude, Byron guys got. Huge. God knows where he would be. Do if you he was guys see the Byron? pictures of like the before and after for Byron players? Of course, Leon Goretzka. But even but even Muller, like Muller started out as like a skinny guy at Byron for a little while, a little yeah. while, and then I had nowhere he got jacked. Damn, what do you and think what they're doing over there? Bro, there has to be they've some, been, like... They've been eating lots of protein, that's for sure. No, there has to be some, like... Germany's, some, like... Some P, some PEDs going on or something, bro. There has to be. Yeah, when have you ever seen those guys play? getting jacked. We're not like Pogba when he was at United, when he plays one game and they have, they have to go drug test him to see if he did anything. Our, our players are always proven. We don't we don't need to do drugs and all that. We just yeah, but Germany get him. was like known to like actually like hide yeah. like stuff. Yeah, Germany. Like all contests. you need is brought bursts and and just like physical strength and you're fine. Yeah, as dude, long as you they, eat your protein, they probably, in Germany, they, they, you're they, fine. They probably put some like stuff in the bratwurst. Like yeah, totally. You're drinking because other bratwurst, other bro. teams around like Europe just always like asked, started to ask like Byron like what are you doing? How are you getting players like this built within like four or five months? Leon Byron's Gretzka, like, dude, oh, I don't know. Leon, look, I love my friend Mikey. Mikey, good guy, love him, but he's a lanky kid he's not like built he's like a skinnier guy lanky leon gretzka was that built and then he became muscle daddy like it, do, it does not make any sense dude which means me how we are ashamed of you that you're not playing for byron so you could tell us the secrets of what's going on over there i want to say yo mikey like if there's one person that needs to find out their secrets is you bro can you like go over there for us go over there go do a report and come back to us let us know how it goes he comes back he's like all like jacked up like Groove three feet. He's like, "What's up, guys?" Guys, I know what it he, is. He's like, "Where's Sharp, bro? Look at me now." Because look what happened with um, was a left back Davis. Davis. Alfonso Davies, like, same like, thing. He was skinny, bro. Was did you? Ripped. He was what? He was playing for the Vancouver Whitecaps. Yeah, skinny braces, hair was everywhere. Yeah, and then he goes to Byron, and within <sighs> a couple of months, he's just huge. Huge, bro. Byron, you know the good thing about Byron is our uh, what's it called our. Our, our staff mm-hmm. and our what's it called our players and managers and stuff like that they all know what they're doing and they're all they're, ex-Byron players too they're all it? ex-Byron players they've always been a part of the club they know how they're supposed to run the club that's why but I love Byron so much because they know what they're doing well I think and they don't overspend money on like a lot of I think bought, the last dude, one was like what Hernandez gra- like yeah spend a lot 50 of, yeah, that, that was when we spent yeah but 50. dude I think your window just proves that right Graven Birch free Maserati free delict 40 million we have Umpapancano for 30 yeah, but well, easily you Sad- guys would have paid are, 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 we, are we gonna forget Sadio Mane, who we only got for like twenty eight million? Sadio Mane twenty eight. Like, million. don't get me wrong, he's thirty one years old, but still, yeah, dude, Sadio, Sadio Mane. That's why I think Gnabry on a free. <laughs> Wait, what's what's it? What's the meme? It's like Sadio Mane, he's best player in the world. <laughs> I don't do if buts or. I feel both about. <laughs> I do absolutes. Oh my god, bro, I can't with some of those guys, man. What do we think? What do we think of English fans versus American fans for football? I love English fans more than American fans. Yeah, English fans like, are way do more we, passionate. Yeah, they're way more passionate, but do we think like we're more rational than them? Like is it, it, do we think that's like No, I just think we're more we're clueless. We're clueless. Okay, yeah. We're clueless, we man. We boo. We boo. Over in England they don't there? boo. Although they do boo. They, they mean do. they whistle. No, no, they boo, bro. Have you sat like there they make it known. And listen to some of our chants like in the MLS. 
Oh my God! Sit there. No, there's go look at like sport oh. Kansas City who just sit there and go. No, we love we, barbecue. When I heard that, I was like, <laughs> Oh nah, no! No, the rebels. The rebels have one good chant with the ultras. When when I'm, when I'm with uh Peter, Peter's one of the uh, the ultra fans who we're always hanging out with, and one of my good friends. Dude, they have this one chant. We can't say it on air, but it, it's it's su- like it's such a good chant when we play against NYCFC. And I know the chant. Yeah, exactly. You know, what it I is. know the chant. It's one about David Villa. Like it's it's pretty good, bro. Like you you can't knock it. You can't knock it. Oh my god. Um, English fans are definitely better than American fans. Well, yeah, I feel like English fans are way more invested. But do we think that because there's such a mix of sports in America that causes this issue? I just think that uh, our sport isn't really favored as much as Americans compared to English people. But no, but what I'm saying is that like English people, there's sort of like a nationalism to each and every single one of their teams, right? It's like they're representing their country within their team. Yeah, but the problem is with us, if the United States are not playing, you're not gonna catch anybody here that's gonna sit there and watch a Premier League game or anything like that. Well, yeah, I know, but but the point I'm trying to make is that even when it even comes to the NFL or the NBA, like even those fans, like they don't even compete. To European fans, they don't rival it. Yeah, they, but we're never gonna rival European fans. Everything never. in Europe is never like we're not gonna even be able to come with, close to touch with the flares, with the singing, yeah. with the dancing. No. Come on, man. That's or, why if you ever want to go to a soccer game, why do you th- why do you think nobody wants to go to MLS stadiums? Nobody wants to go there. I mean, Harrison, I uh, that's no, one thing. No, that's, I, a, that's a I, I like look, the Red Bull stadium. Here's the thing, Red Bulls Arena. Right, I will tell this to anyone who's interested in getting into the sport and want to watch a game. It's the best stadium where you can have the nosebleeds or you can have a sideline seat. Both seats are still spectacular because the way how that stadium was architecturally built. And they're very cheap. They're extremely cheap. Tickets are like $10, $15, $20 most. Well, you see, joke's on you guys. You have to pay. I don't. So, Who says I pay? Who, yeah, who says I pay? <laughs> but no, uh, just all, all jokes aside, uh, legitimately, I, I do see that World Cup coming. Do we think that the MLS is gonna boom after the World Cup? No. Depends. All depends on how the U.S. does. That's all it depends on. If the U.S. But do good, do we do we do we think the U.S. is gonna make it out of the group stage? I think so. Yeah. I think they're gonna be second. That's probably gonna be England and then England and then USA. Iran's unfortunately gonna be third, and I've. Uh, but I wouldn't underestimate. You guys think we can't underestimate teams when it comes to the World Cup? Dude. Can't underestimate teams. Yeah, I feel like you could. I mean, no, actually, no. Depends it, on what you. Team. It, it, uh, I think a player plays differently when they're playing for their country. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. To, it's like, like they're playing for we can club. we can look at let's say uh, Ghana, right? We can look at oh, they only have a Mendy and they only have uh, Partey, Partey, and, and that. But like, I know lots more Ghana bowlers, man. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like the Ghanaians, if they're gonna be playing in a World Cup, it doesn't matter if it's Thomas Partey or if it's John Doe on the bench. Like every single player is going to be fighting for that badge because that badge is their country. I know I would. You give me one. I think the U.S. has more to prove. They have way, way more to prove this my, time. My only concern is that people really undervalue the U.S. players because I was listening to the kickoff yesterday uh, with True Jordy and all them, and they were sort of talking about the Tom Stuckel situation, but then the, the topic of Christian Pulisic came along. And they were saying how, like, in front of American friends, American fans, you can't really disrespect someone like Christian Pulisic because we're going to take it to heart because he's our best American player. LeBron James is soccer. Come on now. Okay, calm down. Come on. Mm-hmm. Wait, what do we think about the statement? Do we think that we're 
that we're overvaluing some of our American players, or do we think that no one really knows how good our players actually are? I think some, it's both. It goes down to both. It depends on like the, the knowledge also, because a lot of Americans, like especially one people I know, like, oh, do you watch soccer? They're like, yeah, I only watch it when like the World Cup comes around, and, yeah, and then that's yeah, it. Obviously. So. Some of the United States players are very undervalued. Like you have Aaron Long, you have Christian Pulisic, you have Weston McKinney. Weston McKinney, you have Tyler Adams, Gio you Reyna. have Gio Reyna, Brendan Harrison, Brendan Harrison. Yeah, yeah, this season, oh my good. god, we have the, lots of good. The players. team is young, but I don't know about the coach, Greg Burhalter. Nah, I love the coach. You like Greg Burhalter? Oh yeah, Bur- Burhalter's been able to do something that some. I mean, he was he was okay at like Columbus Crew, I guess. Burhalter yeah. was amazing. He has shoe game. I love the guy. Yo, just imagine if like Grand Potter went to the United United yeah, States men's national team, dude. Grandpa, no, Grand Potter's a good coach, man. I'm telling you, I think he's gonna do really well at Chelsea. Yeah, I think so too, hundred percent, man. You have to raise the mic volume up so I can. No, hear. your headphone volume. I want to make sure. <laughs> oh my god. I, I love messing with that. That's funny. Uh, no, but I, I wanted to make sure that we uh, that we hear the fact of. Um, other, <laughs> Because here's the thing. I want to be able to say that, like, for example, people like Christian Pulisic, I think, get underrated at clubs like Chelsea. Because fans are like, oh, he's atrocious. He's this. He's that. He's like, yeah, but you won't really know until you play him more consistently, right? Think, yeah, and also, like, when he when Frank Lampard was there, he was doing really well. Yeah, also the manager plays. I think Pulisic under Graham Potter is going to be supernova, personally. Because you're going to have a front line of, of Raheem Sterling. You're going to have Pulisic out left. You're gonna have a bombing probably playing through the middle, or you're gonna play with a false nine again with Kai, Kai Havertz. You're gonna have a midfield three of hopefully Mason Mount, Kovacic, and Conte. Conte, sorry, Conte. Um, and then you're also gonna have that newer back line of Koulibaly, Thiago Silva, and Fofana, with Reese James and also Ben Chilwell, Cucurella, whoever you want to choose. He's probably gonna use Cucurella, but I, yeah, I feel like Grand Potter has more of the tools I don't know, now. Dude, Chilwell is when Chil- when Chilwell is on, he's on. He's going to use Cucurella, man. That's his guy. He's going to use him. He's gonna Here's the thing. I feel like Cucurella can start higher up the pitch if he doesn't want to play Pulisic. Like, because Cucurella's... Tri- yeah, well, because Cucurella, when he was in uh, La Liga for a long time, he was a left wing. Wasn't he at Barca at one point? Yeah, he, he was at Barca, yeah, then he went a, to um, he's a Barca. Getafe. He's a, he's, he's a La, uh, La Masia. Yeah, he's a La Masia Youth Academy graduate. This Chelsea squad is very, like, underwhelming. Here's the thing. I think the issue with the Chelsea squad was that they weren't able to adjust themselves from losing so many players. Like everyone's saying, yeah, they spent so much money in the window. Yeah, because they had to recover the team to be even somewhat as decent as they were last season. Like they weren't able to build off of what they already had because they lost so much. You know, especially with getting rid of Werner, Rudiger, Christensen, Marcus Alonso. Um, everyone just went to Barca. Yeah, everyone basically just went to Barca besides Werner. Werner went back to RB, RB Leipzig and he's scoring goals again. You know how bad Barca is, man? Barca is so down in debt that they have four players that their release clause is over a billion. Actually? Yeah. That's wild. Fati, Gavi, Pedri, Araujo. Right, but no one ever plays like the, the billion release clauses. That's that's just a rule in La Liga. You have to put a release no, no, clause. No, no, That's the rule on Barcelona. Barcelona I mean, is Barcelona so down in debt, they're going to be like, you know what? You want the player? Pay his release clause. Yeah, don't 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 buy don't buy the club from us. Just buy, buy this player. We're fine. Yeah. But I think with like Chelsea, it's just that um, when Frank Lampard went there that season, they were on a transfer ban, so they couldn't like spend that money. Yeah. And then like his his main goal was like, all right, you don't have to win nothing. Just get back to Champions League. They got into Champions League. 
Then they gave him that crazy money, and they started buying like all the youth um, players. Well, he he he's he's one who brought in Havertz and Werner, right? Because yeah. he saw something in them, and rightfully so. And then, basically, he probably couldn't cope with the pressure, or it just wasn't like maybe working right. Then they brought in Tuchel. Tuchel basically took what Frank Lampard built on, like you were saying earlier. And then like he kind of just like they kind of did like the same thing how like Chelsea won their first Champions League a couple of years back. They got yeah, rid yeah. of um was it they got rid of I don't know if it was Mourinho they got rid of and they got a uh, that what's his name Roberto I forgot his name like that Italian manager that won the FA Cup for them and the Champions League like way uh, a couple of years back. I I know what you're talking about. But I was gonna be familiar with his name. But I know oh, you're talking about. Roberto de. Yeah, something Roberto. Dimitel. Roberto Dimitel. Yeah. You're welcome, Besmir. I always remember. And then it was kind of like the same thing how he did with like Tuchel. And then like Tuchel really didn't like have much of that same team. So now like, um, well, Tuchel didn't really have like his his players that like he really wanted. The the other thing that was the issue is that like Chelsea also getting the uh, ban from the FA not being able to do anything because of the whole Ukraine situation with Abramovich. So. I feel so bad. So it's it's like you you can blame the the manager at a certain point, but then you also can't blame the player. Like it's it's a weird mix because like you can get mad at the board for taking too long on contracts, but then you can't get mad at them when they have all these bans and withholdings that they can't deal with. You know. But guys, that's all we have for time today. I appreciate you guys coming on. Everyone give a shout out to Demetrios. Thank you for coming. Dayon, thank you, thank you so much for coming. It's a pleasure having you. You have been listening. Top of the hour on WMSC Upper Montclair. And this is Match Week. Este es Match Week. Guys, make sure you tell somebody you love them.